Hello and welcome to show 68 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 68, yay. Yay, 68. Yay. Yay. 60, you know what comes after 68. <laughs> Do you know, I just expect you to bring it down to its lowest denominator. <laughs> and the Interstate 68 is a freeway that runs in the United States from West Virginia to Maryland. Oh, there you go. But like, just going and back, sixty-eight just, degrees Fahrenheit is the ideal temperature for developing black and white film. Really? Apparently, you didn't know that. Um, just going, just going back to your earlier juvenile behavior. <laughs> could you, could you not wait till next week to do that? Do you have, like, <laughs> don't worry, I'll say it again yeah. next week. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'll, I'll, I can't All right, introduce wait. yourself. I can't wait. Anyway, I'm the daddy. Yay. And uh, we've also got Duke. Yeah, I actually saw Snap in concert one time. Really? I didn't even yeah. know if he ever did it. We concert. had no idea who he was. It was part of some other concert, like six people on the bill. Like I think it was Heavy D and the Boys and De La Soul. It was a good concert. And then he comes out, and he does like three songs, and we're all like, who the hell is this guy? He's obviously sort of famous because... You know, he's on this bill, but nobody is – we had no well, – who kept asking, who's it? And then he goes for his last song. He goes, all right, here's my number one hit jam. It's called The Power. Hey, yeah, hey. Uh, and we're all like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> well, he's actually he's – a, he's a Dutch DJ, isn't he? Is he, isn't he from Holland or somewhere? Yeah, he's just a DJ, and all he did was get session singers in to do the songs. He didn't – that's not Snap. Snap's the DJ, dude. Yeah, huh? Yeah, it's, it's just like kind of hectic. it's getting it's getting it's getting kind of yeah hectic. yeah it's just like some DJ producer yes so yes. anyway anyway a lot of DJs did that in Europe European DJs just weird you yeah, know yeah. It's, it's good. Uh, rhythm rhythm is a dance is still my favorite I reckon uh, I snap you heard that I've rhythm. heard that it's not as good yeah. as the power yeah yeah but it's got one of the best lyrics I've ever heard in a song in it uh-huh. what a, lyric. I'm as serious as cancer when I say rhythm is a dancer. Now, you come know on. what? That's maybe true, but he came up, He didn't come up with that. That was Rakim said it like five years earlier. Well, I have no idea, but I think it's a great lyric. Well, you should thank Rakim because he's well, the, I will do. MC, oh. the god MC, if you will. Anyway, yeah. we should we should talk about the elephant that's in the room, or rather not in the room. Well, no. Well, it depends what you mean by the elephant. The guy who's not here. Oh, yeah, that's it. Well, I thought that, but then I was thinking maybe you were meaning something else. Anyway, irrelevant, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Ginny's not here. Ginny's not here. Well, what are you talking about? I'm here. Oh, oh wait, he's here. As if I'm going to fall for that again. <laughs> yeah, there's somebody falling for it right now, and they're like, what? I thought you were sick. Are you here, Chinny? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, yeah. all right. I'm never, ever falling for that again. But <laughs> interestingly, though, interestingly, everyone, well, the cynical people out there will be thinking he's, you know, keeping his word of not playing Portal, not coming on the show this week, because that's what he said, didn't he? Is he? Has he not played it? Do you know? No, he's definitely not played it. He's definitely... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. That lets me use my new sad horn sound. <laughs> Where have you got that from? I don't remember. I went looking for Sadhorn because the other one I had was a little 
sketchy, so that one's a little better there. I'm liking that. So so he's been working on school stuff, huh? He has. I've not not even seen him online at all, I must admit. Yeah, me neither. He's actually been a good boy. He didn't. I'm assuming he didn't turn up to the play day then. No, he did not. Ah, that's but four other cool people did. Oh yeah, don't worry. Shoutouts coming later. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. But did they buy the game or just play the 30 minute demo? With I don't know. Actually, I can't tell. But because, because I think they bought it. I know GH Rocker bought it, and I'm almost certain that uh, one of the Bongo the Sane, who is the most awesome person ever, because he was down with Section 81 back in the day. Yeah. No, I'm sure you. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. Um, and but, I must say, I know we haven't gotten to this yet, but oh my god! Look, prejudice. Oh, let's let's get to that in a bit. By the way, I have got some. Info. Is there another game anybody wants to hear us talk about first? No. no. Let, me, let me just let me just give you some info. You might be interested. You might not be interested in this. Well, but I'll let you know if I'm interested. Section Eight Prejudice. I don't know whether you're aware of this, but you can actually buy your own servers for a dedicated server. Yeah, I figured that because they're all dedicated servers. I knew that. No, but but you can buy your own, your own. Per- yeah, like they used to do with uh, the Star Wars Battlefront yeah. game. Yeah, like the old PC stuff. But it's the first like recent console game where you can do that, and it's it's about for a month. If you had a month with thirty-two players, a thirty-two yeah. player server for a month, it's about twenty-five dollars. Nah, it's not worth it. No, I'm sure it isn't, but I'm just saying that if you wanted to do that, you can. Although do. I must say, the first video game community I ever was a part of, I'm sad to say it was called 420. It wasn't the most mature group of people in the world, but they were really good guys. And, you know, and the unlikely chance that any of them are listening, what up, 420 Ice Clan represent? Um, they did. That's how they did it. They were in the Star Wars games. They were very adamant there were going to be no vehicles. And anybody who came in the room and started using vehicles, they'd kick them out in a second. And, uh, yeah, it was a good group because, you know, they were friendly and they were, you know, laid back. But as soon as people started using vehicles, they were like, that's our rule. Get out of here, you bastard. Uh, well, you could do that. You see, if you had your own server, you could make up your own rules. Wow. But we're not going to say no rules in Battle for, uh, Section 8 Prejudice. That would just be crazy. Anyway. the fun in the game. Anyway, before before we talk games, before we talk games, um, I actually went to uh, the pictures today. I went to the pictures. <gasps> And what'd you see? I went to see Source Code. Source Code. You seen it? Seen it? I have not seen it. It's the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, huh? Yeah, it's good. Is it? Very good. Yeah, I was very have impressed. Have you seen Limitless? No. See, I would like to know how it compares to that because they're not obviously the same, but I guess they're sort of similar. I think. Well, it, it reminded me, right? It remind. I'll tell you what it did remind me of, but no one will know this, um, and I can't actually remember what it was called now. But there was Matrix? a no Citizen a... Kane. No. There was an American TV show that came out, and basically it was like Groundhog Day. Yeah, where... Quantum Leap. No, no, it wasn't that either. Uh, I no. think you're talking about Quantum Leap. No, I'm not. Let me finish. And it was this black dude, right? And basically, okay, he relived... then it wasn't Quantum Leap. <laughs> he, he, exactly, yeah. He <laughs> relived the same 24 hours over and over again. Mm. Right? So everything sort of, he woke up in the morning at the same time and at the start of the day. And then when they got to the end of the day, he woke up again and started the day over. And that was the next episode. Sounds okay. like a boring ass show. Well, no, because he basically, there was, I can't remember, there was some crime committed. And basically he had to find out who committed the crime. So each day he had to do something different to work out what had gone there's on. It was a different crime? No, no, it's always the same. But obviously each day, each time he starts the day over again, he could do different things to, to piece the clues together. It was cool. No, it was cool. But basically, that's okay. what source code is. So that's basically the premise of the film, but in a more condensed way. Yes. But it's very clever. Very good. Anyway, that aside, that aside, 
Uh, there was a trailer at the beginning for another uh, film called Attack the Block, okay, which is a new British film by the makers of Shaun of the Dead. Uh, uh-huh. Basically, aliens up against a London street gang, which is quite funny anyway. Nice. But there was a quote in it, and I, and I recorded it just especially for the show, so let's, let's play it out. I thought it was funny. That looks triple the size. Right now, I feel like going home, locking my door, and playing FIFA. <laughs> there you, FIFA. FIFA. There you go. So you British, be about British. So basically, right, if you're in a street gang, I, I reckon they must have listened to our show, you see. Yeah, if you're in a street it. gang and aliens have invaded, you need to lock your door and play FIFA. <laughs> FIFA. <laughs> Make everything I'll go better. fight aliens and play FIFA. <laughs> so I did chuckle. I'm like, oh, I've got to get that when I get home. Got to get that and put it on the show. Yeah, anyway. So Kay was like, shut up. Just, the preview's coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this week is really only about uh, one game, really, isn't it? <sighs> it's only about prejudice. No, it's not about that. <laughs> um, but what I thought we'd do, right? Let's let's let for those this... who don't know, we're talking about Portal Two. Yeah, Portal Two. This let's... game was a triumph. Shush, shush. Let's let the listeners know what we're going to do. So we're going to talk a little bit about Portal Two at the beginning, but no spoilers at all. No story. Little, we'll talk a little bit story. about game and and sort of stuff like that, but we'll we'll keep it completely spoiler free. That's uh, right. So, but no spoilers. Uh, of start. But we're going to have a, fir- a a bit of a shortened show this week, and then at the That's end right. we're going to do half an hour, and we'll have the credits and everything. You know, the the outro song, all that jazz, yeah. and we'll give lots of warnings. But yeah. once that outro song has finished, we're going to do yes. half an hour or so of Portal Two spoil That's the hell right. out. Of it. It's going to be awesome. So, if you're listening now, this is your first warning, right? At yeah. the end of the show. We are going to do half an hour of, like, you know, Portal 2 spoiler. For everybody who has played it and wants to hear what we think, that then, you know, hang around at the end. Uh, but for everyone else, you need to stop listening after Why Don't You has played. Like, and if you're still on Media Blackout about Portal for some reason, then you need to stop listening now. Yeah, for at least the last next, chance here yeah, for 20 minutes. not hearing anything. 20 minutes. Um, but before we get into Portal 2, you know, yes. I bought the PS3 version. Because I wanted to see yeah. all this Steam functionality, Steam overlay, all that malarkey. And, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. See how all that stuff worked, you know, be cool, you know, be able to, you know, link it to my Steam. Because I have got a Steam account, although I haven't got it on my PC anymore. I <laughs> can log in, link it up, you know, get Steam tro- you know, Steam achievements, all that malarkey. Oh, wait, wait, wait. In order to do all those things, don't yeah. you need to go online? Yeah, well... <laughs> now... Something happened, unfortunately, and now it's five days ago now since it's happened. And by the time this show comes out on Friday, it could It'll well be have ten been ten days. Could well, have been ten days. If Sony doesn't have it sorted by the time this comes out, yeah. that could be the end of the PS triple man. So it could be ten days if it's not so. Now, what I'm really trying to say is that Sony. You need to get it together, Sony. Rumor has come it. Come on now. Rumour has it, like the latest news that I've read today, saying that it should be potentially back up in Japan. Today, at some point. Japan! And then UK and US tomorrow, supposedly. <laughs> now, for anyone who doesn't know, for anyone who doesn't know what's gone on, uh, about it. I'll give you a quick quick sort of rundown. Wouldn't that be sad if somebody like had no idea what was happening? It's quite like, possible. I don't know! Because Tell me, veteran gamers! But what you've got to understand is, we read all the news and stuff. Some people might not even look, you yes, know. I know. You know, some people might not know. So yeah, basically... Airs, they keep resetting their router. Like, What's going on? So basically, it went down last Wednesday, the 20th of April, originally, in, in the US, 
which was sort of early hours in the morning in the UK, I believe. So that's when it went down in the UK, was early hours in the morning. Okay. When it'll be back on, no one knows, but like I say, there's rumours that it'll be tomorrow for Europe and US. Um, games, at the moment, the only things you can play are, are sort of single-player games. Some PSN games don't work. You know, other stuff might not be working. Do you know if Dragon Age 2 is doing that same stupid thing Dragon Age 1 was, well, where they have to connect in order to play? I don't know. You see, on the, on here, according to this, the only two main games, Bionic Commando 2 Rearmed, Big loss. on the PSN, and Final Fight Magic Sword Game Pack, right? Mm. But last year, do you remember when there was a debacle of the PS3 thinking it was a leap year when it wasn't, and it was yeah. offline for about 24 hours? Yeah. I couldn't play Heavy Rain because it wouldn't play unless it was connected to the PSN network. That's actually a good thing. The PS2 yeah. was helping you out. So I don't know whether there'll be other games, like you said, especially the Bioware ones, that won't yeah. work while it's offline. Who knows? That's the stupidest thing in the world ever is you have to connect to the internet in order to play an offline game. I think it's, it's horrible. Especially on the on the PS3 because it's so difficult to play <laughs> pirated games on there anyway. It just seems a nonsense, doesn't it? You know, to, to get, you know, even to write a Blu-ray disc isn't exactly easy. Do you know what I mean? So to have a, you know, a Blu-ray pirated disc is slim to nil anyway. I don't know. It just seems... Yeah. Like... Anyway, so there's anyway. lots of... So at the moment, right, all that all that uh, Sony have sort of said is that it's been caused by an external intrusion. Okay. That's, that's vague. Very vague, right? So they're not really saying what's caused it. Right? Now, there's yeah. a group of hackers called Anonymous who we've sort of mentioned when all the stuff with GeoHots kicked off. Yeah. Now, they were sort of saying that they were going to sort of attack Sony in various ways. Now, they have done already. They've, they've uh, taken over a couple of the chief exec people at Sony's accounts and stuff like that. So they have been hacking stuff. Why are they mad at Sony? Because they were saying because of the way they treated this GeoHots to make an uh, scapegoat and their fellow hackers and solidarity and all that sort of stuff. So gosh. they were going to, as a result, unless they dropped the charges against GeoHots, were going to attack the PlayStation. And Which so. they sort of did. I mean, they didn't really drop them, but for well, all sort of purposes... did, yeah. And they were sort of claiming, sort of that they'd help that, but then. Uh, but now they've they're like not. Well, they've let Sony go now. They're not messing. Supposedly, with Sony supposedly. But what they did do, they did a lot of attacks on the actual Sony websites and brought them down. So they overloaded all the servers, so nobody could get onto their websites. So before they did, or after the settlement? Uh, after the settlement happened. thing. After the settlement. And, and there were some attacks on the PSN network prior to this happening, um, mm-hmm. which they were aware of. It's weird. Now they've sort of made an announcement saying it wasn't them. We've got that as well. So if you want to hear that, people might not have heard this. This is what they actually said. Hello, this is a message from Anonymous. While it could be the case that other Anons have acted by themselves, Anonops was not related to this incident and does not take responsibility for whatever has happened. A more likely explanation is that Sony is taking advantage of Anonymous' previous ill will towards the company to distract users from the fact that the outage is actually an internal problem with the company's servers. We would like to formally ask you a very simple question to all the outrage P, S, N, users. You all do realize every parody, every blog, every article, every comment made on the internet, in turn spreads the anonymous message. With every message you preach you offer to the individual a chance for curiosity to take hold. Do you realize they are just as likely to change their view on anonymous from opposition to support? You are strangling yourselves with the very thing you wish to see destroyed. 
We approve of these terms and conditions and we appreciate all the help. We are anonymous. We are legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. You should have expected us. Now, I'm not being funny, but I didn't know Stephen Hawkins was a hacker. What's all on about, man? Ah, What's all? Such an a-hole. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you know what? I, it, it was me thinking it was only into, like, quantum physics and stuff. And there he is. Oh, he's a hacker, man. Hacking you know Sony, man. What's going on? Sony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, But, yes, more seriously, Anonymous is saying it's not them. but they're Which, saying... I don't understand why they would say that if it was them. It doesn't make sense well, to me. They're not trying to shy away from... National yeah, exactly. Public. So if it was them, you'd think they'd be well taking the credit yeah, for exactly. it. But then, but then also, the pissing off gamers where they said they weren't going to do that. They were going to attack Sony in different ways. So maybe they're saying they didn't do it so that you know gamers themselves won't get pissed off. Well, and it. as they point out, they're not one monolithic thing. There's a lot of people who work under that name, and as they say, it could be somebody doing it on their own. It's just like the Borg, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, do you know, I have a theory. You know, could be wrong here, but I have right. a theory, you know, because obviously Sony haven't even said it's a hacker, really. They've just said it's an external intrusion, whatever that means. See, and that's you know. the stupid thing about what Anonymous said is that it's probably something internal on Sony. That's just dumb. That makes no sense. No. But interestingly, this the the actual uh, network was taken offline about, yeah, it was about a day, wasn't it? About a day after Portal 2 was released. Mm-hmm. Now... It makes you wonder. I'm not being funny here or anything, right? But obviously, this is the first time that a game within the PS3 has been linked to another sort of system or network. Now, suddenly, we've got a game that's linked to Steam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, it does make me wonder whether some hacker or hackers are either part of Anonymous or nothing to do with them or whatever have worked out a backdoor into the PlayStation network via Steam off the internet. Do you know Maybe. what I mean? Or some exploit that they've sort of suddenly realized they can do. That's it's... possible. I suppose that makes as much sense as anything. Yeah. It just seems weird, doesn't it? Is that this is the it's... first time there's ever been any kind of cross-platform? Yeah, yeah, on the PS3, as far as I know, yeah. Mm. You know, anything that's on that sort of scale, you know. Whether that's an actually... interesting point, yeah. I don't know. You know, and Steam have been, you know, Steam have been hacked before. You know, Steam, yeah, I've been hacked. So if they could get into Steam, they could maybe springboard from Steam into the PSN network and sort of start doing some damage there. Yeah. yeah. See, th- that's what it seems to me. Like, Anonymous, I don't agree with their methods necessarily, and the whole thing about we don't forgive is just dumb. It's terrorism, man. Eh, of a sort. Yeah. But here's the thing. At least they have a, a purpose. Like, they have a mission. They're not just doing it for the sake of seeing if you can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're like uh, the kids in the movie hackers. They're like trying to bring down the man, which, you know, as juvenile and ridiculous as it is and as, as many problems as it caused for people, okay. But, you know, it's this doesn't seem like something that an organized group of people with a political purpose would do because this isn't achieving anything except making people angry, which is why it's ridiculous for me to hear Anonymous talk about they, people might just as well be curious in a positive way. No, they're not. Trust me. You're not having – see, that's the thing is that these people always think that they're having such an amazing positive impact. It's like Emma Goldman and, and Berkman or whatever, whatever his name was. They wanted to kill this industrialist, and they were like, oh, the people are going to rise up and start the revolution. No, they're not. They were two workers of this industrialist that everybody hated who beat Alexander Berkman to the ground when he shot the dude. So what are you talking about? 
Yeah, it's I mean, ridiculous. I don't think they're going to garner any support at all from this. And regardless of whether they put on, this was put up on YouTube, by the way. This was a YouTube video on on their official one. I mean, the funniest one at the top, and it was taken down pretty swiftly. But at the top of uh, N4G was a story. We have a we have a statement from anonymous saying it was them that did it, right? And when what? you looked, right, when you actually clicked on the link to have a look, it was some website I've never heard of, right? So yeah. no, no big website, some website I've never heard. And supposedly somebody from Anonymous emailed them this message, right, with no links to the original message or anything. Anonymous right? at gmail.com. Yeah, and it's just like, what? So yeah, either, either someone's emailed them with a pretend one or they've just made it up themselves and posted it. But they, it was like the top story at M4G. And I'm like, do people at M4G never actually read these things? It's like, it's just a lot yeah, of... Them. Of course they never do. They just oh. look at the headline, man. That's why when I put my thing up about the Russell's paradox, it got like three approvals and stayed at 10 degrees. I'm like, give me a break. I found an Easter egg in this game. Come on, people. But then when I posted it at uh, Reddit philosophy, it got like 75 upvotes. So what are you talking about, N4G? I'm sick of N4G. They're pissing me off these days. Do you know what someone had put? Actually, I read the comments on N4G on your story. Do you know what someone had put? I don't remember. That you just Googled that uh, quote. Oh, really? I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or sort of put it into Wikipedia and just copied and pasted it. from turds. <laughs> well, of course, that's what I said about Russell's Paradox. But um, I had to find the thing in the thing. In the game. And it, uh, what? Oh, no, I'm wrong. It's at 160 degrees. Shut my mouth. Yeah, no, it's doing quite well at M4G. No, oh, doing... well, sh- I guess that's what I get for not checking back. Yeah, you should, eh, should check I right. just gave my preliminary impressions and then assumed that was the end of it. No, no, they, no. It was it, it was pretty hot, man. It was a hot yeah. story. It, it it is now the second most looked at story on our side. Yeah, yeah. After mine, after mine, will uh, will console graphics ever be as good as PC ones? That, well, that for them. some reason that one and what's the other one? There was something else that was like. Uh, oh, oh yeah, the, the Nintendo list of other tedious, yeah, that always and, scariest titles. I'm not clear about why yeah. that's so popular. And actually. the other one that I used to get a lot was uh, Nintendo exclusives 2010 yeah. or something like that. You right. just get loads. I put that up for years ago, and it still gets hits now. It's very it odd. Seems weird because I can't imagine what people are searching for that would get them that. God knows, God knows. Anyway, we should. Anyway, any- moving on. So yeah. Pull- so not only have I ever seen Steam, but I haven't oh. played any co-op either because obviously you can't play co-op. I could have played loads, but... <laughs> you mean like I'm playing with the Duchess? Yeah, well, oh, yeah, that's right. We're hooking it up. Yeah, my wife would never play it. My wife would never play she, it. Duchess was having frustrations with it at first, but she kept with it. Now she's having fun with it. Yeah, so. and Millie, Millie would probably, but I don't know whether it'd be too much, too much for her to play. So Too much what? Like, too advanced. She's only oh. nine. She's only nine. Bless you could always just tell her where to go and what to do. I guess, but then I just end up shouting at her, so that's not always yeah. a good No, thing. on the left side of the wall! <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Um, so let's just... What? Let's do a quick bit of Portal stuff before the... Yeah, 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 so no spoilers on this. No spoilers, that's right. So we've got to make sure we don't spoil anything. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so... I'm trying to think what we can actually say. About. I know, right? I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, can't say that. Can't say that. Can't say that. Can't say that. Here's here's what I will say. Okay. It became very clear when I started playing it that Valve had a kind of a tricky line to walk because on the one hand they need to make Portal to its own game, but on the other hand they knew they couldn't make it too different from the first one, yeah. or else they would alienate the cult following that exists for Portal One. Yeah. 
So that's tricky. Um, are we not giving game, uh, spoilers about like what's in the like what what new things are in the game? Uh, no, I think we should try and keep it pretty vague, really. I think if we're okay, going to sort of there's some new spoilers. things in Portal Two. There's some new things. I think one of the things we can say is some about really cool new things. What we can say is about scale. I think yes. the scale of the game. It, it's been, and I've used this. I've used this a few times when I'm describing stuff, but it's like they took Portal One and turned it up to eleven. I yes. think is is a good way of describing it. And in other words, if you think about the 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 highest falls that you had to do, the ones that really gave you vertigo in Portal One, think of that times eleven. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Because there are some moments where you're just like, oh my god. Yeah, and the and the game itself just it twists your head that many times throughout the game. It really does. It really like, screws me. You know, if somebody was asking me who didn't want any spoilers, and so they were like, just tell me a little tiny bit about it at school, they were asking me. And I said, okay, here's the best I can do without spoiling anything. Whereas in the first game, and, and somebody said, is it better than Portal 1? And I said, well, I can't answer that. Because when you when I played the first game for the first time, it felt like my understanding of reality sort of dissolved a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the walls sort of came down around me and I was like, wow, the possibilities are really opening up here with this game. It feels like, um, there's a lot of ways that that's sort of happening, but then it's also coming back together. So it feel, I actually feel less freaked out by portal two than I did by portal one, but in a good way and in a mind bending way. So that's all I can really say about yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like a lot of things like that yeah. because we were so blown away with the original game and I guess it was so unique in in its presentation and its style and and there's probably still people listening to this show now who haven't played the original Portal because it always amazes me people who I talk to who have never played it. I'll take so this. yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so if you haven't and you're listening, shame on you because it's, just just play it now. Just play Please the first game. For, and interestingly, someone on you my friends the box list for like three quid. Yeah, someone on my friends list was playing the original Portal the other night when I was looking. Yeah, I thought I saw someone doing that. And I assumed, oh, they're just going back through it to get ready. Or potentially they're just playing it for the first time. In, That's possible. In I suppose. I had so here's the thing. Yeah. When I on Tuesday when it came out here. During my second hour planning period from 9 to 10 a.m., I had to go get some snacks for an after-school meeting that was going to be on Wednesday. And I figured I might as well go to the store where they also sell Portal 2 and just go ahead and grab it because I had to run out in order to do my interview after school on Tuesday with the guy from Spiderweb Software, which I assume by the time people hear this, they'll have listened to that interview, yeah? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. We're going so, out on Wednesday, so that'll yeah. be... Yeah. So I, I think that turned out to be a pretty good interview. I hope people like it. Yep. Uh, so anyway, I had to run home after school on Tuesday to do that. That meant that I had to get the game ahead of time. So I happened to have it in school on Tuesday while all the kids had to wait till after school to go get it. And, you know, I felt a little bad for them because I had it and they didn't. <laughs> but uh, the number one question, you know, the, you could tell who the cool kids were because they said, oh, you've got it. And then one kid thought he was cute, and he was like, let me just see it for a second. I said, look with your eyes, not with your hands. Get your grubby, cake-covered hands away from my Portal 2 game. And then he, like, he grabbed it, and he started running down the hall. And I was like, please, please bring it back. And he stopped, and he goes, hey, where's the disc? And I'm like, what, do you think I'm stupid or what? It's locked up in my classroom. Give me a break. No, you can have the container back. I'm like, you're an idiot. Anyway, yeah, so... 
Um, but then, then that, so the cool kids were like, oh, you've got, how do you have it already? I'm like, I get to leave school sometimes in your face. But then the other question, you know, 80% of the kids were like, what's portal. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. And we, these are kids who play video games. Like they're not, you know, kids who don't play games. They're like, I don't care. Okay, fine. These are kids all day long. COD, COD, yeah. black ops, you know, they don't talk like that, but they might as well. And you know, do you know what we we take so much for granted because we I know, eat I know. all the news stories and we're yeah, sort of yeah, looking what's of going on in the world of gaming, right, right, right. and not I mean it's like the dude who is obviously a really big gamer, like I say, who came to did me you know did me Virgin Box last week, yeah. and and he did, he'd never even heard of Bring, didn't even yeah. know what it was, you know, and we've yeah. got to start remembering that. You know, when we talk about stuff on the on the show, some people might not have heard about it. You know, we assume they have, but they probably haven't. So. I, I so actually the worst was I had this one kid who goes, "Oh, I looked at a preview. That looks stupid." I'm like, "You're stupid. Shut up. <laughs> You're gonna f for the semester." <laughs> Not really, but uh, yeah, it was. Um, you know that felt like a time for playing the snap song. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the power. Actually. Exactly. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> Oh, now it's not playing. I know it would be bad. All right, that's enough of that. Yeah, you didn't get the bloody right line, did you? <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, but then, I mean, marathon sessions, Tuesday after the interview, Wednesday after school. Like, I had to stay for this after-school activity, and I was just like, I can't kick the kids out just so I can go home and play a video game. But one of them plays the game. She would understand. Yeah, I can. But no, I couldn't do that. So <laughs> Thursday you know after school and then uh, on the morning of Friday morning, I was just like racing to the end. And it was so – I mean, I'll tell you this. The ending of Portal 2 is as satisfying, if not more, than, Petal, than Portal 1. Definitely. Interestingly, the other thing I'd say, which, again, is completely non-spoiler. I think, I think we're doing quite well with the no-spoilers yeah. thing. Um, a couple of times I got to – I was playing a level where I couldn't quite get my head around what I had to do. You know, yep. and you're sort of like, I can't get it, I don't get it. And then I'd walk, then I'd sort of turn the game off for a bit, don't do something else, and then come back and do it first time or, or work out. Exa- or a couple of times when we were sort of doing other stuff, I'd sort of be thinking about the game while I wasn't playing. Oh, sure. Especially and on you the know levels what? I couldn't Oh, no, no, I can't talk about that. I'm going to make a yeah. note to talk about it at the end. But yeah. Yeah. So on a couple of levels, I was like, oh, I can't do this, can't do this. And then I was thinking, while we're out doing other stuff, I was like thinking about the level and thinking, well, I could do that. Oh, I've not tried that. See, I actually uh, always, and I, I did this with Portal 2 like I do for a lot of puzzle games, like I'm doing for Machinarium. I always stop right after I finish a puzzle because I don't ever want to be in that situation where, like, I'm at school or something and I go, oh, my God, I know what I need to do, and then, like, be for three hours. Yeah. And I I mean, but the other the other thing about it, which is quite cool as well, you just want to do it. It's like, it's, it's almost like eating sweets. Because right? yeah. you do a level, and then like the next oh, yeah. one, it's like, more. oh, one just one more level. One more. Yeah. And it's like that, it's like that. I mean, I felt, I felt like that the whole way through the game. Oh, just, there I'll just do one. No, there is no grind point in this game. No. I, at least I didn't well, experience it. Well, I got to a point, right? This is, this is true. This. I got to a point was like, oh, man, this bit's been going on for ages now doing this. I, sort then, of, I probably know what you're literally, talking about. And about that very second when I was thinking that, was when it changed. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. It, the pacing of it is yeah. just brilliant. True, it really brilliant. is. It does, you know, it does things at exactly the right time. Yeah, just when you when you get into that point of like, right, I've had enough of this part. Now I want to do something else, and then suddenly it just does it. Like it, it could read what you were thinking. Yeah, just just truly, truly awesome. Oh, I know it's not spoiler. I mean, not really. Stephen Merchant 
is the yep. perfect choice. For yes. Reeves. Oh my god. He and you know why? Be, it's not just because he's funny. I mean, and it could get a million funny people to do that role. He is the perfect foil for Gladys. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all about the sort of opposition type thing. I mean, everybody knows he's your friendly guy, right? Yeah. So, he's he and he's the perfect person for that because she's, you know, omnipowerful and she has total control of everything and he's like a little kind of, you know, dense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's a little goofball, like... literally a goofball. Like he's yeah. an actual ball. And um, I don't think this is giving anything away. Uh, just stop me if I do. Uh, he goes, there's all right. I can cut it out. I can cut you're it. down in the, like, I don't even know where you are. You're going through the, you know, some room. And he goes, oh, funny story. I was actually going to uh, get a job down here at one point. And then, um, you know, the, the freaking supervisor gave it to an exact replica of himself. Bloody nepotism. And so instead <laughs> they gave me a job where I was taking care of smelly humans. Um, did I say that? I mean, no, humans. Uh, I, don't, I don't have anything against humans. Humans are great. Um, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, yeah, humans. I love them. They're great. I love humans. Humans are wonderful. It's just, I mean, but that's the writing, isn't it? More, it more is. Than, but but, he, but he also pulls it off really well. His delivery is great. But I mean, un- I wouldn't be surprised that half of that is ad-libbing. Possibly, but unfortunately, because I know Steve Emergent sort of so well from the UK, Italian, so it's hard not to think of him as a mm-hmm. person when, you, when you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. But he was still great. I mean, he is great. And I've got another. I've, I don't know whether you know this, but I have got a something that I'm going to talk about later. A bit of a potential Easter egg, I guess. But you mm-hmm. may you may not know this. But we'll obviously we'll we'll mention that in our spoiler bit. Um, I think that's pretty much all we can say about Paul too. About you know, See if there's anything else in mind. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else that I can really say without. Spoilers. I will say that, this is one thing I can say. There's an achievement for completing one of the test levels in a certain amount of time. Seventy seconds or something, isn't right. it? Yeah. I don't care at all about that sort of achievement. I'm always like, uh, you know what? I could probably do it, but it's not worth my time. I'm not that concerned about Gamerscore. I just don't care. But then I found out that you can get a t-shirt for your avatar if you do it. Uh, so guess who spent an hour yeah. and a half really? going through that oh chamber God. over and over and over that and over. That is funny. It's ridiculous. But, I couldn't care less about an achievement, but I want that shirt! But you definitely achieved something, didn't you? So you oh, got, you got something, man. There was cake. Uh, exactly. I got an actual achievement. Yeah. There was cake. Um, oh, man. How long did it take you to finish it, by the way? We can talk about that. How long? You know, it's funny because I actually had a student who came in on Thursday to school and said, uh, I'm 16 hours in, Mr. P. I'm like, 16 hours? Is the game that long? What the hell? And then, so, because I was about 10 hours by that point. And then I was like, Man, I hope this doesn't keep going for another six hours. I mean, not that I would hate it, but it just seems like such a long time for a game. And then I finished it maybe three hours into Friday morning. So I'm like, he must not be very good at these puzzles if he spent 16 hours and he wasn't even done yet. So I think it probably took me about 12, 13 hours total. Yeah, I think it was probably about 10 for me. Yeah. About 9 or 10, I reckon. I mean, I'll admit I'm not very good at him in the first place. But, but I was also funnily, taking a long time. Funnily, uh, Feng Chewy. Feng Chewy. Uh, one of the lads who works for him, Jamie, reckoned he finished it in six, and there's just no way. No, there's, there's just no way. no way on this God-given earth you could finish that game in six hours. Especially not if you're like at all interested in either story. What I am, I am going to do a little experiment, a la Chini. I'm thinking if I ever can be bothered, where I'm going to do a speed run and see exactly how long it takes. Because obviously I know the solutions mm-hmm. to everything now. I'm going to see how long it'll take me. It, you know, just going from start to finish. So I'm going to attend that and see how long it takes. See, I kind of want to do that not for to see how fast I can do it, but to do the commentary. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to do it while having to figure out the puzzles all over again. So now I'm you see that with the commentary that. on, you don't get to save, so you've got to play beginning to end in one go. Wow! So there's no saves with the commentary on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, when you when you click on no, it, but you, you can save. select the level though, can't you? Yes, I think so. But if you start, yeah, so you, you can't save. Then then yeah, you can't save anything, any progress. I don't, so. I don't care about that. Yeah, I can't save any progress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much Portal Two. All right, moving on. Uh, so what else have you been playing then, Duke? And, you know, even like I need to ask. <laughs> like you need to ask. You know what I've been playing? Now, I know that's not a Section 8 sound, oh, but easy. it's appropriate. <laughs> it's so awesome. Uh, Section 8 prejudice. First of all, Greg DeLacy, I accept your apology. As I said on Xbox messages, he sent me a message that was like, oh, my God, you're right. This game's awesome. And I was right, and it is awesome. Think of the first Section 8 game and then just imagine that there's actual people playing and there's lots of extra stuff built in and it's really cool and I'm loving it. Uh, you know, what? There's a campaign, which is stupid. The campaign in the first one was dumb too. So do you know, so can, can I just ask before you get into your flow, do you know who made this? Which company? Uh, Time something? Yeah, do you know who, who, publishes, who publishes them? Mm-mm, no. South Peak Games. South oh, that's right. And you know what else they publish? What was it? <laughs> two worlds. I know I made one of this course. before. Two worlds, two of course. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I remember laughing See? about that. See? How could they? Man, they must be like heaven and hell in the same studio or something. <laughs> um, no, what? Forget the campaign. Don't even bother. I'm playing the campaign, but only because I, you know. Do you know, know, actually, I've, I have played the, the campaign uh, demo. Yeah. And it was very generic, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, the campaign's not where it's at. The multiplayer's where it's at. Can you, you play the multiplayer got, in the demo? i to run to the sergeant now to do Yeah, the... I know, I know. It's Okay, ridiculous. I'll run over here really fast. <laughs> <laughs> you fly. Why are you running? Why don't you fly? I know, um, yeah. It was always all right, but it was very generic. I mean, yeah, it's just, well, I don't, I can't stick, I'm not sticking up for the campaign at all. I don't, I don't put that is. on my list of reasons to play this game. Control, but, everything worked really well, though. I thought yeah, everything worked, you know. Especially just, when you get used to it. When I first got back into the multi, I mean, because I got it, when I finished Portal 2, I was like, all right, now I can finally play Section 8. Because I didn't play, I thought at first, it was, like I said on last week, you know, play a little Portal, play a little Section 8. no. I'm going to play all Portal till I'm done. I was just running full speed to the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but when I finally got to Section 8, I, I had forgotten all the controls, and I was like, ah, I don't know what does what. This is confusing. Now I'm back into it, and it's so fluid. Once you really get them down, once you learn how to you know, measure right out of the corner of your eye how much jetpack health you have left and how fast it's reloading – it, it, it like it feels like you're in that suit for real, man. Like, I've got to say, the jetpack thing was very cool. Oh my you know, god, it's a really cool that, thing, though. Yeah, so I'm loving Section A. If you have it, people, hook me up. Let's play. It's so cool that there's real people playing again. But on the other hand, it's kind of annoying. The thing that does bug me the most, really, about the multiplayer is, um, the dedicated servers are fine, but. It's it's persistent teams. So if if in Call of Duty when you're on a team and you go into a new game, unless there's people in a party, you're going to get put with different people every game. But not with Section Eight. It's you you lose to a team, you're going to probably lose to them the next round as well, which is annoying because it should mix them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it doesn't. So that's a little frustrating. But then again, you can probably switch teams, so then you just get onto the really good team, which is probably why the other team always loses because everybody's trying to get onto the team that's winning. But uh, if you're winning, you're really winning. 
Just <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah, oh I don't have the actual God. sound clip. Sorry, people. Uh, the quick match is not so quick. I recommend that people do the custom match search thing. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wrote, does anybody care about the story? No. There um, isn't one, is it really, though, to be I'll fair. I'll tell you this, though. There's a great moment when you're in one of the campaign missions. You have to use your sniper rifle to cover this guy while he goes and defuses something. Because that's all the game is, is just defusing things. So... When you go up to the rock, he's like, are you set up yet? And you're like, almost. Give me a second. I don't have a second. Would you kindly clear me a path, please? I was like, oh, dude, Bioshock reference. Nice. Um, there's some really stupid – there's this minor la- mining laser thing at one point where there's these lasers going back and forth in this really small space, and you have to time it just right to run past them. And it's the stupidest thing ever because you're fighting all these different enemies and then suddenly you have to do this, you know, sprint thing through these stupid lasers. And it's just ridiculous because I had to do it like four times because it's hard to time it right. And uh, I was just like, give me a break. What's that about? And then there's a tightrope section. You know, in games, it's been well, a while I, since I've had to it? do Circus? Circus game? Well, no, it might as well be. But, um, you Jeez. know, in Alan well, Wayne, like one over that bridge. Oh, and a bit like... A- yeah. And a bit like, I think you, Max Payne. Max Payne yeah, exactly. was oh, famous. God. That drove me insane on Max yeah. Payne. So it has this in the Section 8 thing. There's this one part where you're going over this, like, lava pool or something, and you're on these little girders. And I'm like, give me a break. Really? You're still doing this? Really? Come on. Really? Really? But aside from that, like I said, the multiplayer is awesome. The swarm mode is pretty fun, but it's hard. It's really hard. When we were playing on the play date, we had to. We started off on medium, and we got stomped. Like we make it. It shows you when you're a third of the way through, and when you're ha- uh, two thirds of the way through the round. We made it a third of the way through, and we were all like almost dead, and we had no money, and it was just crazy. So we were just, and then we got stomped right after the second part started, and we were just like, forget it. We got to knock this down to easy. And even then, it was tricky on easy. So, oof. I mean, like I say, I mean, I've got to say, from what I've read, and it's it's, it's doing all right at Metacritic. It's about 80 at Metacritic, yeah. which is a lot better than the first game. Yeah. Uh, there are some negative reviews still up there. Yeah, but what like I would say, months. for $15... Yeah, okay. yeah. Do you know what's interesting, though? Some people on Metacritic, some of the reviewers have put, oh, it's only just off a full retail title. But if that was a full retail title, no one would buy it. Yeah, exactly. Nobody you know did I mean? buy the first one. Exactly. So you know what I mean? So it's like, on the one hand, the critics are going, "Oh, yeah, this, yeah, it's not good enough for a retail title." And then when they, you know, they bring the second one out, I was like, "Oh, it's almost as good as a retail title." Yeah. It's like, well, make your mind up. I'm happy, so. Um, but, but it was whatever. okay. It's, it was all right. Oh man, I'm loving it. It was all right. Yeah. Um, so what else? So what um, else have we been up to? Fancy Pants Adventures. Yeah, I gave this a play. As well. Um. It was cute, I guess. I mean, the animation was very fluid, and it was adorable. It's a very straightforward platformer. Yeah, I think um, it's it's hidden behind clunky, but... hidden behind its art style, though. You know, it's yeah, sort it of really is. yeah, yeah. But at the heart of it, yeah, it's it's a very basic sort of run, jump, sat, you yeah. know, jump off walls, yeah. you know, the usual stuff. But it's well done. You it know, is well done. It's, it's not a badly made. About how it looks, or I mean, you know, the controls are a little awkward in places, like when you're going around this loop de loop. You have to keep pressing the direction you were originally running, which means you're going left, but you're holding right, which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, but whatever, that's sort of a minor gripe, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's an all right game. I, I wouldn't buy it, you no. know, but I thought it was all right. I yeah. thought it was all right. Um, I've been playing some other stuff. I've been playing, apart from Portal 2, believe it or not. 
Um, oh, I had time because you got I, it later than I did. So I did, I did. Um, I was very kindly sent, and the person knows who they are. Uh, yeah. But I was very kindly sent a, a beta key for Gears of War Three. Ah. Uh, so I've been I've been playing that today. I managed to get a few rounds in on that. Uh, very good. Very impressed. Very. Is impressed. it very different from Gears of War Two? I mean, aside from the fact that it works. Um. No, do you know there's still some issues though. There are some issues. I.e. The shotgun, there's a sawn-off shotgun, which is still massively overpowered. Mm-hmm. And, and literally, you know, if you're any closer than a few feet from an opponent, they just roll around the corner and, bl- you know, blow you to smithereens in one shot. Do you even and have it's... aim with the shotgun? Not so much. That's what drives me crazy. Yeah, not so much. And, and I got killed quite a lot. with it. Most of the times I got killed was via the shotgun. Mm. You know. But there's some cool stuff. There's some, like incendiary grenades. I can't remember if they were in two or not. Uh, and they're pretty cool. They're in Section 8. Yeah. You certainly <laughs> you, you definitely get set on fire and burnt to a crisp, uh, nice. which is nice. Uh, the executions are back now, and some of those are going to be very brutal. Uh, you can still crawl away and get revived by your partners and stuff, obviously, which you couldn't do. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Because I never make it past, you know, two crawls and then To be honest with you, my head into the yeah, that, that still pretty much happens. Yeah. Um, it feels a bit faster paced, if anything, but then I think that's because people just play it that way now. You know, when I first started playing the original Gears of War, um, it was very much sort of tactical, you know, hide, sort of take your time, make your moves, sort of, you know what I mean? Sneak up on people. This, it's it's just everybody running around, killing each other. It's very Team Deathmatch oriented. I wonder if there's like, speaking of Team Deathmatch, I wonder if that's just running influence of COD. I don't know. I think so. I think because people play COD that way, it's just got sort of... I'll be interested to to see how they do Graw 3, because I remember when I was big into uh, Rainbow Six Vegas 2, Going from COD to that game was like walking underwater. You felt so slow. It was insane. Yeah. And, so. and the other the other cool thing about... What I like about the Team Deathmatch, though, yeah. is you don't win by how many kills you get. Really? No. You win. So basically, you have uh, a, li- a limited amount of revivals. So basically, you, you respawn, but you've only got a limited amount of respawns. So you start off the game with the, the round with 12 respawns each. Oh. Huh. And obviously, when your respawns are used up, that's when the opposing... So it's whoever's left alive. So even on Team Deathmatch, you might be watching people who are better than no, you finish No, the because obviously, it's a bit like that. It is a bit like Assassination. But the difference is, you get respawned until there's only four play, uh, five players left. Hmm. And when those and then those five players play, and it doesn't take long, to be honest. So you do watch, but not for long. Yeah. Uh, it soon finishes once they've run out of respawns, because people get killed really quick. Uh, but it's cool. I mean, they've got this cool, like, the cameras. There's, like, four different angles with a camera. So you can sweep around the areas or you can go in close with a player. The SG, the graphics are amazing. La da 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 da. And I've not got to that, but yes, they are. It's, 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 a, it's a nice looking game. It is, it is a crispy. Shitty was right without even being here. It is interesting, right? Because obviously the first Gears of War looked brilliant. You know, yeah. at the time that was released, it looked amazing. Um, but this, it, it do, you can tell how much it's come on, even though it still obviously is very similar looking. There's, yeah. there's a lot. It is nice. It's very polished looking. It's not quite as grimy, I don't think, as the first game. The first game was really grimy. And, and one of the maps we played was a big, quite a big open-ish map. And every so often, a siren sounds. It was like in a desert, and you were sort mm-hmm. of in loads of buildings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every so often, a, a siren would sound, and then there'd be a massive sandstorm, and you literally could see nothing about two feet in front of your character. 
Mm. It was like completely obliterating, and uh, and then you'd sort of finish, and then the, some dude stood right in front of you and just kills you straight away. Uh, but it was good, so it's really good. So I'm gonna play some more of that. Um, I played a little bit more Crisis too, so I'm I'm slowly making my way through that. Yeah, uh, I'm sort of right in the middle of both that and Bulletstorm, and I'm yeah. not really all that driven to finish them up, to be honest. I don't know. Crisis two is very stealthy. Uh, but then yeah. I guess it depends. It depends which power you use most. I'm using the obviously the cloak thing nearly all the time. Yeah, because you build up whatever you want to build yeah. up. Whereas if you're doing the armor, you can run in and use the armor thing instead to protect. And you know what? I was doing that on the multiplayer for a while, but then I think uh, you know I just don't think the game rewards it as much. Mm. I think it makes much more sense to develop your stealth. I must admit, I'm enjoying the stealthy thing. You know, I'm liking creeping yeah. around. I'm liking sort of, you know, you know, stabbing people and then sneaking off to another part and, you know, oh, keeping sure. in the shadows. And I'm enjoying it yeah. that way. But it takes you a lot longer to play the game, unfortunately. Yep. So it's taken me a while to get through that. But I'm at City Hall now. I've no idea where that is in relation to the length of the game, but that's where I am. But there is another game that um, I've been playing this week, which I'm really loving, uh, which is uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. Uh-huh. And basically, it's this really sort of cool game, and it's been around on the iPad uh, for a bit, and now they've brought out a version uh, for the iPhone, iPod, etc. Now, the thing I need to make clear, because I was stung a little bit by this without realizing, is that there's two versions of it, right? There's one that's called the universal version, and one that's called uh, the micro version, Okay. Yeah, right. So I was like, well, which one do I need, right? And there's nothing in either description to, you know, dictate which one's which. Right. And so I'm like, well, what? which one do I need? So I'm looking and I'm thinking, well, I better get the universal one because the, the other one might be... A, and it sounds like a shortened version, doesn't it? Micro. You think, oh, well, that right. must be like, just like a demo one. And obviously that was... Cheap. Well, is it iPhone versus iPad? Well, that's what it actually turns out to be. Why don't they call it the oh. iPad version or the iPod well, version? Oh. Because I found it very confusing. And like I said, there was nothing in the descriptions of either of them, so mm. which is which. So yeah, the micro one is £1.79. And that one's for the iPod Touch iPhone. And the the one that hasn't got anything on it is the universal one, which can be used on. But that can also be used on the iPod, iPod Touch, right, that's iPod, and iPad. So if you've got an iPad yeah. as well, you can obviously switch it between all three formats. So that's... Mm. Anyway, I paid for the more expensive one for no real reason. Um <laughs> But the game itself, it's like one of the... You know when you had a really cool, like, Another World on the Commodore Amiga? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like artist, you know, art style. It's sort of like that. Sort of pixels, but really well done and detailed pixels. Mm. Um, and it's just such a cool game. It's so hard to describe it, though, because it's got just the weirdest gameplay ever. And it's sort of like... It's almost like point and click. But Is it, it an RPG or an adventure game? Or? Well, yes. It, I mean, it's got all these... <laughs> yes. It's so hard to describe, right? It is like it is like an action RPG, I guess, but there's no leveling up or anything like that. So there's nothing there's nothing to sort of it's, it's more like an act, just an action game, I guess. Action adventure is probably the easiest way to describe it. Um, but the 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 way you fight is really cool as well. So basically, you're sort of in normal, you know, like uh, landscape mode, obviously uh-huh. as you're playing it. But when you come to something to fight, the, the sort of stops, and you have to turn the iPod to sort of portrait. And then you fight in portrait mode with a sword and a shield. And then oh. when you finish your fight, you turn it back around and carry on with your quest or whatever. Nice. Uh, and there's loads of music built in. The sound is just phenomenal on it. You know, the music and the sound is excellent. And there is an album that goes with this. So 
It's yeah. just a brilliant little game. If you've got an iPod Touch, and I think you have to be 3GS upwards or iPod Touch 3 or upwards, so you've got to be have one of the more recent ones. Wow, I didn't realize that it had come to that where there was already yeah. requirements for games. Oh, yeah, there's quite a few games that won't Jeez. run on earlier models. You know, these <sighs> these are serious. Sort. See, that makes me annoyed because I thought maybe I'll get an old iPad and then I'll... No, most well. You you see, the trouble is, if you get an old one, they they obviously the chipset's completely changed now on the more modern ones, so they're a lot faster. You know, it's a bit like and you know, it's a bit like a PlayStation Two versus a PlayStation, I guess. You know, the original operating system. They're all called PlayStation Two or PlayStation Three, so I don't know. There is quite whatever. I mean, there's quite a few that won't run on older. There's a lot of apps that won't run on older stuff now. You know, on the older ones. So, but it's brilliant. If you've got one, I can't recommend it enough because it's just the coolest, craziest game. And the other thing, just the last thing, right? To get health, right? You have these five stars, right? And it, and it's persistent. If you fight something and lose some, it, they don't sort of regenerate. If you restart, there's no save system as such. It just it's just continuous. So whatever happens, happens. There's no going back. You can't go back to anywhere. There's no checkpoints. It's just a continuous game. Um, but to re- regenerate your health, you have to pick pick up mushrooms and eat them, right? That mm. you come across. And you can see a little, little glowy pixel mushroom, right? Well, then you, st- you start, like, tripping out, right? So, <laughs> like, so there's all these, like, coloured dots appear on the screen and everything goes a bit blurry and your character starts moving with, like, a shadowy bit behind him. You know, nice. like a blur sort of. And I'm like, how could it? magic mushrooms replenish your health, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely. Steve, def- what George Carlin say? Hansel and Gretel found the gingerbread house about 20 minutes after they found the magic mushrooms. Exactly. Yeah, I see it too. It's brilliant. So I can't honestly, I cannot recommend it enough. It's a, it's a great game. Definitely yeah. great. Um, and that's about it for me, to be honest. That, that's sort of it for me because the majority of, like I say, my gaming week was taken up on uh, on Portal Two. I did at least I just get a few of the games in. You know. Jenny, what about you? What do you want to know? What I've been playing. Stu, you're just nosy. <laughs> there you go. I don't want to know what he's been playing. Yeah, I know what he's been playing. Making movies. That's what he's doing been playing. Doing work for school. Yeah, doing work for school. Oh, what you- a nerd. Yeah, nerd. How can you not play Portal 2 when it comes out, I tell you? Jeez. Yeah, really? Come on. It's like he cares about his career or something, doesn't he? Eh? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, what a nerd. I would draw my question. And we draw my question. Right. Um, at that point, we are going to take a break. A uh, little break. Uh, Vlados, I believe, is back yet again. Oh, yeah. 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 So she I'm guessing. Going nowhere. Yeah, I'm guessing she wasn't in Portal 2. I guess yeah. not. Who knows? So, uh, anyway, let's hear Vlados and then we'll give our views on the game she's picked for us this week. Okay. Indie Game Review. Review. Okay, shut the hell up, you stupid people, and listen to me, Vlados. I'm here to tell you about another funky fresh indie game on Xbox Live. This week it's Starzl, a colorful puzzle game with adorable graphics. It's so cute, it makes me vomit. It belongs on cuteoverload.com. Each board presents you with a simple little maze and stars to collect. The twist is... Once you start moving in a certain direction, you can't stop or turn. Only when you hit the wall can you move in a different direction. Sound easy? Well then you suck and you are stupid. Shut up. The developers, Bionic Thumbs, are based in Spain with what they call a small but veteran team of engineers, game designers, concept artists, 2D and 3D artists, animators, and more. 
In addition to Xbox Indie Games, they make games for the iPhone. So maybe Stu could make out with them and stuff. Okay you scumbags, I gotta be out. My sister just sent me a frantic email. Something about potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in the stew. Starsless 80 Microsoft points on Xbox Indie Games. Vlados is up out of this piece. Suck it, dork butts. Oh. Hostile there. I know what happened. She was nice I, for one week. She then, was nice for yeah. one week. Now she's nasty again. She was sort but of nasty. Say, God, this she was she was referencing that awesome Lord of the Rings video. Have you seen that one? The Flash video. I haven't. No. It happens to sound oh, like this. A few good taters. What's taters, Brussels? What's taters? Huh? Potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, boil them, boil them, boil them, mash them, boil them, boil them, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, boil them, boil them, potato, potato, potato. Anyway, sorry. And then of course there's this. Which I I don't know, man. You sent me that video on eleven. I didn't even know you'd know who Keith Lemon was. Oh, yeah, I know Keith Lemon. Well, who doesn't know him? <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't have even known you'd know who Keith Lemon was. Jeez. Uh, so you learn something new every day. See, I didn't know you was on the pulse of English comedy. Oh, sure I am. Oh, my God. But right. this one. Of Brit Awards won by Craig David. <laughs> The number of jacket potatoes. <laughs> you must have. You must have heard of uh, Bo Selector. You must have done. No. Oh my God! You need to look it up. You need to look I it. don't know, man. If he's as hilarious as this guy. No, if you're liking Keith Lemon, you'll definitely like Bo Selector. Who said I like Keith Lemon? Look, you've been playing his clips. So I play lots of stuff. I played the Power too. Well, that is. Anyway, that indie game. <laughs> what, Moving on. So what, did you, what did you think yeah, of Starzle? Starzle. You know, it's, here's what I thought of it. There's a puzzle in Machinarium that is exactly like this. And it was yeah. really weird that, I don't know, I was wondering if these people were inspired by Machinarium or vice versa. But, um, yeah, it's not as much fun in Machinarium because um, they're much harder. But... I was just struck by the coincidence that there's the same sort of puzzle. Um, you know, it's cute. The graphics are awesome. Um, it's it's the kind of puzzle game that's really hard to you can't re, you know maybe you can but I couldn't figure out how to do the level before you started moving around on the level. And sometimes when you start moving around on the level, it's impossible to tell. Uh, or once you start moving around, once you've started moving in the wrong direction, that's it. You're done. I thought what was, level over yeah, I think what was cool for me, and I've played these sort of puzzle games before, it reminded me a bit of Tangrams in so much as like, it's sort of, there is a set way of doing it. You've just got to figure out what the hell it is. And yeah. some of them, if you get to, you do one in the wrong order, you, you're then stuck there and you have to restart the level. Yeah. And um, I don't mind that so much, but having having done one of the levels like four times and I still couldn't figure out how to get some of the stars, I was like, I don't care enough to keep doing this, people. And I didn't have to do it in order to move on, 
but it's annoying. Like, I didn't want to leave without getting all the stars. Yeah, see, that's when it gets you, though, isn't it? Because it's like, oh, I've got to do it. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a cool little game. Very great art style. Looked really cool. And dead simple, but... So, what, what's interesting, what it does, it does that thing where it makes you think it's really easy and simple. Mm-hmm. Because we, we haven't really described what it is, because it's hard to describe. But basically, you have to collect stars in a level... But, she described it. Vlados described it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, Vlados, she says lots of stuff. Um, but yeah, basically, you can only move in one direction at a time, and then you go, whether, unless there's something in the way, you will just keep going until you stop. You can't obviously right. move anywhere. You can't else. stop, you can't turn. You can't stop, you can't turn. And obviously, the blocks are in the right places, so if you do it in the exact right way, you collect all the stars in the level. I yeah. guess is the easiest way to describe it. But yeah, I thought it was pretty good, you know. And, and again, I, I don't know. I reckon I might have bought it for 80 points had I had the points to buy it. But I thought about buying it because I wanted to reward the quality, you know, graphics and sound and everything. But I would definitely never play it. So I just was like, nah, sorry, people. Yeah, I have, I have, uh, I have, I was going to play another one, but I'll, I'll maybe talk about that next week. But I just think it's it... Killer's Dream. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's my mission in life is to get people to play Killer's Dream. I gotta start telling students, there's this awesome indie game, you gotta play it. Yeah. See what they do, come back the next day. You suck, Mr. P. Terrible. Um Okay, so there you go. There you go. Now I believe now I believe and I know that uh, obviously the overseas connection haven't done this for but you've got a fanboy speak for us, isn't I it? do have a fanboy speak. Yay! Yeah, I would cause... just hand it off to Chinny and say, Okay, Chinny, you should do this, but I don't know when you're going to play the game, so, and I doubt you'll want to watch this before you play it. So, this is, real quick, because I don't want to take too long with this, but... Is there any spoilers got, in this, first of all? Can no, I? I don't... I'm pretty sure there's not. Okay. Um, it, it is for Portal 2. It is a video review that Gray Fox sent to me on the forums, and I can't thank him enough, because it it... It makes me really sad to watch this, but it also makes me laugh uproariously. I'm just going to start it. All right, here we go. Hi, uh, YouTubers. Uh, I, I bought Portal 2 for the Xbox 360. I just wanted to review it. I, I'm a very good game. I like it. Um, okay, notice he said it's a very good game. I like it. Okay, He did. He definitely he said that. I get the sense that – and he's doing like the third stage of the game here. And I don't think he gives any spoilers about anything. Um, I, I, I get the sense that he hasn't played it at all yet. This, he's just filming as he goes and saying the first thing that comes into his yeah, head. I'm trying to run. I, I think... I'm trying to run. Thanks for pointing that out. That's great. I like I that. I think that the game... The game isn't that good because the action is... Now it's not that good. What the hell are you talking about, dude? Limited. But it's it's okay in its own aspect. Here we see some amazing set pieces. That thing just get up. Got up. From the floor. Whoa, 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 whoa! Just a minute. It has lasers. Yeah. Just a minute. Set pieces. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? It's set pieces. You don't know about that yet. Yeah. Very good graphics for the. Now, very good graphics. Lasers. I'm impressed. <laughs> it's hard to do lasers. Okay. I, I, I try. He's burning himself with the lasers now. That's <laughs> hard to do that in this. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> if you're getting burned by the laser, you're doing something really wrong. Stole the puzzle. It was kind of fucking annoying. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> He's getting burned f- again. I, I didn't know how to do this puzzle. He, he doesn't. See, here, here's my my. Here's what I. <laughs> just stops in the middle of his sentences. Here's what I have to say about the game. It is not that good because there is <laughs> now it's not that good. No action and it 
and it and it relies relies on on puzzles. Puzzles get boring. No, <laughs> oh you need God. some action. What were you expecting, oh dude? Oh my God! Uh, I got the... And we get to watch him doing these puzzles right. now. Great! It's hilarious. I Thanks. think this is good. I think this is good. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna s- skip ahead a little bit. Out of ten, it's not that good. It's it's kind of unique. <sighs> you see, it's annoying too. Why not give you higher jumps? It's stupid. I hate these games. I hate <laughs> games that don't give you high jumps. Look, I hate games that don't oh give you God. high jumps. The whole point is that you. I'm not even gonna yell at him. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Oh my God. Okay, I have to describe what's going on here because this is the be- most beautiful moment in the whole review. There's a laser that he has chosen to open a portal next to so that the laser's coming through the portal. And he has opened it right next to a panel that he can't move between the laser and the panel, okay? He has chosen to do this, and now he's trying to move in between the laser and the panel like some sort of brain-damaged child on drugs. Look, I'm trying to get in, but the laser's blocking me. How the hell am I going to get in if the laser's blocking me? In Call of Duty, you can get in if the laser's blocking you. In Gears of War, you can climb the lasers. What? In Gears of War? I don't remember that. In Gears of War, when you can climb the lasers. Not only that, but he's comparing Portal. (laughs) Wait, wait, no, no, no. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. He's not actually compared them yet. Hang on, he's getting to that. Oh, Oh my god, look, I'm riding the lasers. How realistic is this game? This game is not realistic. How... Games like Gears of War and Call of Duty... Now he's comparing them. And are realistic. realistic. This game is not realistic. It gives you portal guns. That has not happened yet. That has not <laughs> happened yet! You know what this means, Stu? This man is from the future. He knows what's happened and what hasn't happened yet. I'm just and he's pulled. telling us about what happens in the future, and he's still too stupid to figure out the third puzzle in the game! No, I have a horrible feeling about the future. I think we all become severely stupid in the future. So... That's my fanboy speaks. Uh, oh, yeah. What's his name? Denomaniac. I have no idea what that's supposed to be. That's his name on YouTube. He's got 39 other videos. I'm sure they're all awesome. I can't wait to watch some more of those because he's a special guy. Let's he's just an say idiot, that. isn't he? Seriously. He's like, that's like the, and all the comments are like, you just stop. You're a total moron. Just shut up. Just you make me sad. I mean, seriously, I don't know where where did these people come from. Seriously, where where this is this is I think the sad part about how popular portal, how much they're promoting Portal Two, is that you're going to have people who shouldn't be playing it playing it. Shouldn't be. You're not allowed it. Shouldn't. They really shouldn't be. Brainy people and think people go away. Jeez. And it's not even that you have to be brilliant. It's that you have to be willing to try something different. That's what you need to have in Portal. And he's clearly not. Games like Gears of War and Call of Duty are realistic. But he clearly never played Portal, did he? He clearly never played the first game. Right, of course. Because that was the orange box, and he probably wouldn't even... (laughs) bought that so he has no idea what to expect he's this just a good game. Is... this game's not that good because you don't have high jumps this game's great no it's rubbish <laughs> i don't like <sighs> this game anymore um okay jesus nice. thank you for that that was, that was yes. good i like it thank you gray fox what an, idiot. what an idiot um okay we'll do some new stuff then we have right. got only a couple of emails this week it's only a, a couple uh, then we'll sort of do shout-outs, all that usual stuff. 
Yeah. Um, no egg timer that, topics. We ain't got no time. No for time for egg timer topics tonight, I'm afraid. Unless we'll come back next week. Yeah, unless the show's going to be three hours long. Yeah. Uh, really which we want that. to avoid, really. Um, so we'll do some new stuff because there is some stuff coming out this week. Uh, and I'd like to start off with something Portal related because I like this article I came across. All Portal, all the time. I know, I like this. Ten alternative uses for portals. So if you if you had a portal gun, these are the yeah. ten alternative things you could do with it. Okay, and I like I'll not read them all word for word because they're quite big, but I like these. Uh, so at number ten, we've got practical jokes. Okay, so you've got a friend who likes to sleep in during the summertime, snoring away when everyone else is out and about. You know, in the lovely sunshine. What better to do than to drive to the beach? Okay. Create a portal at the beach, drive back, and then do the portal under him asleep. You know, push him out of the bed, pops Wake up, up on the beach, beach, and wakes up on the beach, see? Nice. <laughs> see? I like that. Okay. Yeah. This one, I really like this one. Shopping. Okay, this is a cool one. So, you know, you hate going shopping, finding somewhere to park. You spend ages, you know, driving around, though. You're trying to find a parking space, etc. Right? Or... Yeah. If you like, my father-in-law, who refuses to pay for parking, right? He will park at least two miles out of the town centre and then walk <laughs> yeah. it. See? see? What you could do, you see, this is a solution, yeah? Drive to the shops you want to go to, you know, shoot a portal on the ground next to the shops, yeah? Drive back home. Yeah, exactly. Walk home, walk through one, come out of the shopping centre when you've done your shopping, straight back home. Look at that. How cool is that? See? You know, I might just do a portal next to somebody else's refrigerator and then just take their food. Like on The Simpsons when he had that teleporter and he like peeing into it and there was another one in the bathroom. Yeah, see, <laughs> see. So this one's good. Getting to work, you see. Everybody hates commuting to work, don't they? See, take your portal gun to work with you. Yeah, yeah. Shoot a portal in the cubicle where you're working or whatever, you know, or whatever oh, you office go. you're in. Yeah? yeah. One next to your bed. Get up in the morning, jump through your portal, straight at work. Yay! See, see well, I that's not these. realistic. Why? Because that hasn't happened yet. No, but... <laughs> yeah. This yeah. game is not realistic. I know. No. <laughs> uh, but this is a good one. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Moving yeah. house. See? Yeah, exactly. House. Just chuck Use everything into the portal. Portal, and, and it comes out in the room. And you could move the portal around the rooms you want the stuff in. You just put the portal through the piano, and then you can move the piano instantly. You don't need to hire people who hurt their backs. Or... You remember when you get like that bed or that sofa that's just too big to go up the stairs if you're in a flat, actually. See, you can just yeah. put a portal and just lift it through. No mess. It wouldn't have to take the roof off or a window out or nothing. See? See? Uh, next one, vacation, you see. Now, this is quite good, right? Yeah? I like this. I like this. Okay. So, say you wanted to go to Paris, right? Yeah? For a holiday. Yeah? But oh, you... oui, je voudrais très, très beaucoup aller à Paris. But you can't be arsed, right? With all that, like, air uh, travel and time on a plane, right? Yeah, yeah. All that faffing around, going through passport control, all that shit, right? Yeah. All you need to do, right, is do, a, like, an out or an in portal at your house, yeah? Then mail to a friend in France the portal gun, right? When they get it, they open the portal at your end, you just walk through and you're in France. See? Yeah, oui, oh, ça c'est très oh. bien. Oh, imagine you wanted to come and visit the UK. You could just send your portal gun to me. I'd open a portal here. Or if you come to the UK, just walk through. I want Britain to be about British. See? Yeah, I can meet that guy. See? That was pretty good. There are a lot of good ways to use portals. Okay. This one this one I liked. This one. This one I thought was brilliant. I'm, I'm going to skip a few because not all that great. But this one I really like. Skydiving. Right? 
Now, how about this, right? Skydive all day. One in the plane, one on the ground. Hey, terminal velocity and all that stuff. Just keep on going, man. Straight through. No, the there's hole. no need to do that. Just put one on the ceiling of your home and one on the floor of your home, and you can just skydive. Yeah, it's not by quite yourself. The, you don't need to skydive. That's not quite the same, is it? Well, it's the same sensation. You just keep falling. Not quite the same, though, is it? Oh. Well, no, but it's safer. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> that's the same. But the final one, this one, intergalactic travel. Intergalactic now, now I think this guy knows nothing about space travel, right? And I'll I'll actually read this word for word and just see if you can see what his mistakes are. It's not realistic. Well, I, I think this is the one where he's probably got his facts a little bit wrong. Uh, and this comes to us, by the way, from uh, Planet Xbox 360. So that's where this is from. But this is right. If you thought that skydiving one was all sorts of complicated, this one will boggle your mind a bit. Now, it would do if you get his facts right. But stay with me. So let's say we actually discover a habitable planet on the other side of the universe. Now, now this is where he's, he's got his mixes up a little bit. because he's, So he's saying a habitable planet on the other side of the universe. Now, I don't think he quite gets how big the universe is. Okay. But in order to get there, the trip takes 5, 10, or even 50 standard years. So it's only going to take him 50 years to get yeah. to the other side of the universe. Exactly. Oh, my God. I was like, 50 years? Maybe he added, like, 50 million light years. You might be in the ballpark somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not 50... No, 50 years to get to the other side of the universe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not thing. that big at all. Uh, pretty I'll long. That's a, what do you think? That's a pretty it. long time to get anything done. Is he right? Of course he is. Right, fifty years is a long time, I guess. Um, so we send a box full of portal guns along for the ride, but before <laughs> creating them up in Aperture Science enrichment cubes, we activate their blue portals and then wait and wait some more. And finally, for what seemed like a bit longer, the first ship of colonists arrive and activate the other portals. Because of how physics works, there is nothing that would bar the use of the devices across the parallels of time and space. You could just as easily cross the gap between a galaxy as you would cross in a room. And a galaxy that's only 50 years wide in a spaceship. 50 yes. years, man. 50 years. <laughs> 50 years. <laughs> Another dimension. We like him. We like this guy, but obviously, bless him, physics wasn't his subject at school. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> But you know, actually, I did read once that a scientist uh, theoretically could create a wormhole, which I guess is similar to this, um, in different parts of the universe. But hey. the, the problem was, theoretically, it can be done. But there is an issue with this due to the power needed to do it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what he said was needed to power this machine that could do this? Ten billion suns. A supernova. So oh, there you go. There you go. I have uh, one of those here. I'm exactly. just not using it right now. If you want to make a wormhole machine, you need a, a an exploding sun to do it. So there yeah. you go. Be fine. Well, thank you for that, uh, Planet Express. I like that though. It's quite funny. I thought I thought I thought. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that out of the way, which I thought was was rather amusing. But I have got some sad news for you, Duke, and this is quite sad. Uh-oh. Oh, and oh I know. It's your is... money. It's costing you money, boyo. Uh, uh, well, not money for me, but sadness. It's costing me. I'm sad. I'm genuinely sad. I'm actually not too sad about this. I don't mind. Well, I I sort of mind because I'm just sad because I wanted to play. But yes, oh. it, it is official. The Last Guardian has been delayed. <laughs> not only that, but so have the Team Ico uh, remakes of Shadow of the Colossus and Ico. They've also been. De- <laughs> 
everything that delayed. That makes me actually more sad than Last Guardian. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm eager to play Last Guardian, but um, I wasn't expecting it anytime soon. But I thought Ico was right around the corner, but it's uh-huh. not. It's not. No, basically what they're saying is that they just don't think it's the right release window, whatever that means. Well, that means you that know. they're going to compete with other games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so well, I'd... you know, I want the games to do well, so I guess anything that you have to do to make sure they do well, I trust y'all. Yeah. But he said, to, however, to provide a more challenging, better quality of content to use and to fulfill first-party studios' obligations, uh, they've decided to postpone its release timing. So whether that means they're still working on it, which is probably more the case, you yeah. know, or whether they just feel it needs a time when there's nothing else coming out to release it, who knows? Uh, so who knows when it's coming? You never know. It might still be 2011, but I doubt it very much. I'm reckoning 2012 is a better bet on this. And I've got to say, Chinny called it, didn't he? Yeah, he, he calls said, everything. Whatever. Who cares? Oh, um, so, yeah, a little bit of that. Um, yeah, Skyrim. We've got some details of Skyrim. <gasps> Yay, Skyrim. Uh, it's looking good, I've got to say. I think I think yeah. this is potential game of the year, you know. I think it is. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, come on. It's Skyrim, man. I believe me. I mean, that's going to be awesome. Don't get me wrong. I just think it's early to start talking about Game of the Year. I mean, let's just... There's some new details come out that I haven't heard before. So there's going to be five major cities in the world. Yeah. And each one is going to be individually designed with unique buildings, you know, so each one will have its own individual style. Yeah. Okay. Which just sounds cool to me anyway. Um. Now, the forest, they get this, right? They're, they're spending so much time on details with this game, yeah, that the physics of the tree branches, they're making each one individual weight so it sways differently in the wind in the game. Stuart, please stop whining about minor aesthetic details. But come on, man, what's all that about? What's <laughs> all that about? about? Ridiculousness. Hey, gone in. That's just... Wait, you know what? That's going to bring branch. about some slowdown, and that's going to slowdown is what really annoys me. I don't ever play a game and look at the tree and go, "Why aren't those branches swaying individually?" But I do get annoyed when things <laughs> slow down, and it's bound to happen. Uh, the other thing they're not doing, and, and obviously we saw this in in you know Fallout and in the original Oblivion, there is no algorithms being used to reproduce you know textures in different. So it all looks you know they're just reusing stuff assets they've got to make you know make new areas. So each each area is being made individually. Um, they've also got this was what I found yeah. was quite cool. One of my biggest gripes with the original um, Oblivion was the dungeons because they just all looked the same. Yeah, certainly did. They were just all designed differently, but they all looked the same. And they had one dungeon designer in the original game, and, and he did all the dungeons. Uh, in this, they've got eight different people working on them, and each one's been in you know again designed individually. So they're just doing them one at a time. Um, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. The actual game itself set 200 years after Oblivion, so that's where it is in time scales. Oh, uh, that statue of me is still there. Uh, well, you never know. You never. Better be. Uh, and Civil War is tightening its grasp on the on the actual province, etc. Oh, you're you're a dragonborn, so that's what you are, uh, which allows you to talk to the dragons. So you you can actually oh, talk cool. in dragon. Although, you know what? Spiderweb Software has been doing dragon speaking for decades, man. There you go. It's there nothing you. new. Um, They're just ripping off Spiderweb Software. Indeed. I'm going to tell him. Indeed. Hey, Jeff Vogel, um, you should sue him. And then, <laughs> sure. sure. And <laughs> got, uh, there's a new language in the game, right? And there's, there's at least 60 words to find in the game dotted around on, like, you know, cave walls and in books you might read and stuff like that. 
and, and these can either be used as single words or put together into like like spells, if you will, so sentences. And de- depending on how you piece them together, depends on what the effect is when you when you when you say them in the game. So one might sort of slow down time, one might sort of do a force oh. push, one might um, summon a, a dragon to help you, and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's all cool, isn't it? Um, uh, the talking thing was another big gripe for me. You know, in the the original when it just like zoomed up to your face, didn't it? Whoever you were talking oh, to. Oh yeah, sure. In this game, they will just if you talk to someone who's working or doing something, they'll just carry on working and occasionally just look at you as they're talking to make yeah. it obviously seem a lot more natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good, the other thing is you can make friends in the games by being nice to people. Yeah. Uh, but if you steal stuff, then they obviously won't be nice to you. Um, you know, and there's obviously effects for how you again how you act, which is a big thing, and you know, in games these days, you know, they're trying to do this cause and effect. If you do something nasty, then there'll be a a negative thing happen in the game as a result of doing it. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, so that sounds yeah. quite cool. Um, yeah. I mean, and the other thing is this one. This one I really liked. Um, the quests are going to be attuned specifically towards your experience up to ex- mm-hmm. you know getting the mission. So they've got this dynamic system that looks at the way you've played the game before giving you a mission to do something new. So it'll be checking what you've done before and what you enjoy doing, and then we'll give you a mission tailored to the way you play the game. That's interesting. So would you have to, you have to play it through several times in order to do all the different missions? I don't know. I mean, this sounds weird to me because, yeah, I mean, it's sort of saying that tunnels, for instance, the enemies in the tunnels will be different depending on the way you play the game. So if you're stealthy, then obviously the type of enemies you'll face will be sort of orientated to a stealthy style. If you're obviously a, a more... It's not mine. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they'll sort of react to you in the way, in you know, in supposedly believable ways. Huh. So That's I'm, interesting. Yeah, I just think it sounds really, really cool, you know, and I'm liking sort of... And I'm hoping it lives up to expectation. You know, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, like uh, I have a student actually right now who's playing Oblivion for the first time, and he's like, it's really awesome. I love it. I'm like, yeah, you know, Skyrim's coming out. He's like, what's that? I'm like, it's the sequel. And he's like, why would I care about that? I'm like, well, because you're loving Oblivion. Skyrim's going to be even better. So, And the final thing, you know, and I know you're going to play your stupid sound clip, but it looks gorgeous. <laughs> it just looks- Don't believe the hype. Just- oh, wait. That's the wrong sound clip. Yeah, it is the wrong sound clip. Oh. No, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I think it will look gorgeous. I agree with that. That's not minor, unless you start talking about individual tree branches. Yeah, and apparently the weather, the way the weather will work, will be awesome as well. You know, the weather, way, you know, the way the weather will change naturally throughout the game as you're playing. You know, from you know the, about that. If a, if a, if if a game had really authentic weather changes, it would take a long time for the weather to change, but that would be boring. So it's hard for video game designers to incorporate weather changes in a way that is both, you know, realistic and suitable for the fact that a 24-hour day cycle does not actually take 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, one of the cool ones for me, I think, use of weather was in GTA 4, I think, did it really well. I don't remember it there. Yeah, it did it a lot. I mean, you'd just be sort of playing the game, and then suddenly the clouds would gather, and then there was a thunderstorm going on and stuff, you know, and probably more thunderstorms you'd ever get. Yeah, Oblivion. My favorite bit of Oblivion was in the mountains in all the snow stuff. You oh, know. sure, yeah. So cool. They did a good but, job with that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be really, yeah. really good. So yeah, 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 can't can't wait. Really, I really can't wait for it. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. 
Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, yeah, there's been some issues. Okay, this is. I like this story. So basically, um, some indie game developers, okay, on the Xbox Live Arcade on the indie games, yeah. have been getting people to create silver accounts and then rating their games as like oh. five stars. You know what? That's sad, but I'm I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really pathetic, but it doesn't shock me, I guess. No. So what they're doing is so they're basically manipulating the scores so that the games get highest rated so that they yeah. obviously sit at the top rather like than... Like anybody cares about the rating of an indie game. Does anybody look at the rating of, oh, I'll try that because it's rated Possibly, high. but I think, yeah, I don't know whether it'd make you buy it, though. You might download it to have yeah. a look at it, but you're not necessarily yeah. going to buy it. So, so what do you think Seems they've like done? Something they could get an edge on. Yeah. So, what do you think they've done, Microsoft, to stop this from happening? So Just they... getting rid of the ratings, haven't they? No, no. They should, because there's no point. Well, to... I've I've got a theory on this, but they haven't done what I thought they should do. Well, what do you think they should do? I think they should make you can only rate the game if you buy it. If you buy yeah, that, that game, would make sense. then you can rate it. Because how yeah. can you rate a game you haven't even bought? Yeah, that makes sense. You know, because you can rate it without even playing the demo. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. well, that's just the most ridiculous thing ever. You should only be able to rate the game, any games on Xbox Live, you know, be it an arcade game or a proper full title, whatever, as if you've downloaded it and played it, you know, actually bought it. It just seems a nonsense that you can rate a game based on eight minutes anyway. Yeah, but then Killer's Dream would have no ratings because nobody's bought <laughs> Well, that's true. But, but, that's, they, but we yeah. need to be warned about that. Yeah, you know. Or even at least you have to play the demo. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure, as far as I know, you can just... Anyway, what they have done is made it so only gold members can, can now rate them. Eh, so a it's a step in the right direction, but I still feel you, you, should have to, you should only be able to rate a game if you buy it, because otherwise it seems irrelevant. You know, it's like, how can you rate something you haven't actually bought? I don't know. It just seems weird to me. So that's what they've done anyway, as a, as a, as a sort of, you know you know, a thing to stop people doing it. But whether it'll work or not, I mean, is anyone's guess, really. Yeah, uh, I mean, the thing to me is that, it, 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 I don't know, the ratings thing as a whole just feels silly because I don't put any credence in the ratings at all. I've looked at ratings for games and been like, okay, that's really dumb because that's a good game and it's got a low rating. And then I've played games that suck and it's got a high rating. So it's like, I don't even, I don't even put any weight in them. Yeah. And then the final thing, uh, just to mention, another delay. Another delay, but only on one system. Uh, but Child of Eden on the PS3 has been delayed. Um, so it's still coming out in oh, its geez. original. I know, still coming out its original release date on the 360. But if you're waiting for the uh, the PlayStation 3 version, it's now not going to come out until September. So June on the 360 and September on the PS3. Uh, now the reason for this, as far as I'm sort of aware, is. When they originally designed it for the PS3, it was prior to, or they weren't going to integrate Move, I believe, or they weren't uh-huh. about it. Uh, but I think Sony sort of told them that they have to have Move integration on it, so they've actually pulled it back to put the Move stuff on it, so you'll be able in to order to it. like make sure that people can really get you know a movement and rhythm into there. Maybe Cause, who cause knows? You know what they say about rhythm? It's a dancer. <laughs> It's the All Snap Podcast. I know, we're liking that, we're liking that. <laughs> I like that song. So yeah, there's, so it's all the week of delays, really, isn't it? And PS3 ones in particular. Yeah, what's ones. Up and, with that? and no PSN. <laughs> so on top of everything <laughs> yeah. else. 
So PS users got it hard, man. It's a hard time for PS users. If things the PS triple, I ain't talking about that week. If things gonna be any worse, but there is some light. There is some light. Yay, light. There is some light because beyond all the delays. Uh, there is another game coming out that I've found, come across. I'm, I'm good at finding games. I keep finding loads of games, don't I? Uh, but they're all, they're all downloadable. It's a game-finding fool. I am. This is called Amy, uh, the game. Okay? Might not have heard about this, because uh, it's going to be a Not PSM. just another game, but a game with a woman's name as the title. Yeah. Like Catherine. But basically, it's a survival horror game that's going to be downloadable. Uh, downloadable survival horror. A bit in the sort of vein of Silent Hill. Uh, but it looks great. It looks really, really good. Um, it's sort of, it just looks, the animations look really cool. Uh, looks very, very scary. Um, there's sort of zombies and stuff in here and lots of creeping around. And what you've got to do, you've got to look after your daughter. So you're a woman looking after your daughter throughout the game. And you've got to send her to hide and stuff while you're completing tasks and what have you. Now, uh, is this a weird game from Japan? No, I don't think it is Japanese, to be honest oh, with you. I think it's European. I think it's European. I'm not sure who's doing it, but I believe it's a European game. Uh, but it looks great. It really looks really good, really scary. Lots of atmosphere, lots of sort of... And, and obviously, she, your daughter will follow you to, you know, through once you've sort of done whatever task you've got to do. You've then got to guide her to the next checkpoint or whatever. And and she'll stop and look around and look scared and sort of, you know, react to stuff going on around you. So it looks really good. It looks really good. So I definitely think it's worth looking at. You know, Amy, it's just called A-M-Y, Amy. Yes. So they, oh, French uh-huh. it is, by the way, French game. Uh-huh. Is uh-huh. podcast de Paris? Yep. So there you go. So I'm reckoning that you can... I mean, this is what the designers said about the game. They said, Amy is a survival horror title that is closer to Silent Hill than Resident Evil. It draws inspiration from Ico and films like Alien, Panic Room, and Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Well, that's a great book and movie, The Road. I know, but you know... I want a game based on it. That's a big claim, man. (laughs) That's a really big claim. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of weird things to combine. Yeah, and the studio is called Steady On. Steady on. Steady on. Steady on. Steady on the brakes. I always um, think of that scene from Snatch when the big dude's driving the car. So, yeah. So, Amy, another one to look. I hope people are keeping a list of all these games and telling them to look out for, you know. Oh, I'm sure they are. They got their stew recommendation list. Where's my notebook? All right, I'll just write that down. <laughs> yeah. Amy. Mashy. This wine's delicious. <laughs> I need to make a note of it in my wine notes book. I know, yeah. So hopefully, make a note, Amy. I'm not sure when it's coming, but sometime in 2011, along with Journey. Don't forget Journey, because that's going to be great. Oh, now you tell me. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's that's only that's only if PSN ever comes back up, so you can actually <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, come on, Sony. Come on. Come on. So look out for them. Okay, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of emails. We'll do those now. Uh, then we'll do some shout-outs, and then we'll go into Portal 2 spoiler mode. Do we have no Surface Lizard? Oh, God, yeah, because we usually have him after the break. Don't we? No break. We have got a Surface Lizard. Oh, Yay, Surface Lizard. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to fit all of this in and still have time. Oh, my God. Yeah, come I'll on. tell you what, then. In that case, uh, we'll have Surface that. Lizard now. Then yes. do emails and okay. then shout outs and all that. How about on, that? We're just getting started here. I know. Yeah, so uh, let's have Surface Lizard. Hello, darlings. That's just wasted effort. 
Grief and misery, names and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. Life gets tasteless, don't it? What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? And coming up next on Thames Television, we have Surface Lizard's cover card of stupidity, in which a grown man attempts to sound intelligent whilst actually demeaning himself for the listening public. Hello, darlings. Uh, Surface Lizard here, once again. Self-appointed messiah, buried... Resurrected in three days, turned up in a white robe, flounced around, and then buggered off and left the world to such delights as evil, cancer, tsunamis, muggings. Praise be to me. If I believed in hell, I'd be going there. And it would be full of Keith Chegwin. Anyway, in good old blighty, we are blessed with a double bank holiday weekend, which means that most of us lazy slackers get 11 days off work too sit on our derrieres and pretend to care about a royal wedding, which frankly is a colossal waste of my money as a taxpayer. Two very important games have been released, two AAA releases which have effectively restarted, rebooted the series, and redefines the concept of gameplay mechanics. I am of course referring to Mortal Kombat and Portal 2. One of them is a brutal recidivist fighting game that captures the glory of something that was almost 20 years ago and is little more than a horrible ballet of joy as you rip off people's heads and defecate on their corpses. The other one is an immaculately crafted adventure, an existentialist quest of immaculately crafted puzzles, exploration and some of the finest dialogue in video game history. The question is of course, which of these two have I been playing? Well, surely the answer's obvious. victory. Yep, Portal 2, still wrapped in cellophane, Mortal Kombat played to the point of carpal tunnel syndrome. What the hell is wrong with me? It's a love affair that began back in 1993 when I was a young, skinny, spotty, greasy-haired young lizard attempting to impress girls with my knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons. I lumbered into the arcade on the recommendation of a friend and I saw this game in which people were decapitated, knocked into pits with digitized graphics. My god, it was like some kind of masturbatorial priapism. Yeah. Yeah. What did you use to arouse you? What, visual stimulator or... Uh... Oh, I see, just, just the... Th- yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Or the voice. Yeah. 
Anyway, sorry. It's fair to say that the Mortal Kombat series has been somewhat lost in the desert for the past decade. Arguably, the last good Mortal Kombat game was Ultimate Mortal Kombat on the Dreamcast, and since then, they ventured into 3D routes, they kept inventing more and more ludicrous characters, and the plot became about as contrived as the SNK King of Fighters series. Still, there's one thing you need to do with any ailing series, and that's give it a reboot. As it turns out, Raiden, at the end of the Mortal Kombat series, when Shao Kahn has killed everyone, sends a message back in time to himself, which doesn't make any sense, because if that were the case, then surely he'd have seen that message at the start of the first Mortal Kombat back in 1993. Which means, of course, that temporal mechanics don't really enter into Earthrealm. Although, that being said, the 1995 film was actually quite good. But who the hell let Highlander play Raiden? Listen. What you're about to face is vastly more important than your ego, your enemy or your quest for revenge. You have embarked on a sacred mission. You have been chosen to defend the realm of Earth in a tournament called Mortal Kombat. Your world is but one of many realms. One of them is a forsaken land called Outworld, ruled by an immortal who has crowned himself Emperor. Now he seeks a new world to conquer and enslave. Hello, I am Raiden. Listen. Sorry, getting a bit excited. Put too much coffee on a good Friday. Anyway, should you buy Mortal Kombat? Well, yes, but buy Portal 2 first. When you've bought Portal 2, should you buy Mortal Kombat? Bloody, dripping, evisceratory, yes. The new Mortal Kombat, which I'm going to call Mortal Kombat, as opposed to one I'm referring to the old Mortal Kombat, which is also called Mortal Kombat, as opposed to Mortal Kombat 2. I'm confused already. We'll just call it Mortal Kombat. I've lost my train of thought already. Oh. The new Mortal Kombat is a glorious love affair throwback to 1993. Effectively, it manages to encapsulate Mortal Kombat's 1, 2, and 3 into a glorious love affair ball of sputum. Brings back the whole roster of classic characters, including those crap robots no one ever played as, and gay cop Striker, whose name sounds like it's advocating domestic violence. All the classic arenas are there, the classic characters, the bosses that you can't play, but they'll probably charge us for as DLC. And Mr. Toasty. Toasty! Ow, that really hurt me doing that. But listen, I think it's fair to agree that Mortal Kombat is never going to be as deep an experience as Street Fighter or... Soul Calibur, or even something with the utterly precise wave pattern frame counting of the Virtua Fighter games. Mortal Kombat is about something called fun, although this time round there is a significantly deeper gameplay mechanic to actually marry the thing to the game itself. And gloriously, we happy PS3 fanboys get an additional bonus, which is happy six-pack Spartan Kratos, who is a playable character and who frankly fits in perfectly with the whole Mortal Kombat canon. It's fair to say that on the whole, I am fighting game agnostic. I'm bored of the generic characters, and the dialer combos, and the breakers, and the supers, and the specials, and the 15 energy bars, and the tag strategies, and having to learn 70 billion move combinations. I want to hit things and make myself feel good. Mortal Kombat is one of those rare things which is a fighting game where the experience for the single solo player is more rewarding than going online and getting beaten by 12-year-olds who play Mortal Kombat 74 hours a day. Not that I've actually been online, because for some reason, 
Easter weekend, Sony have decided to have some kind of uh, maintenance on the PlayStation Network. Good job, Sony. Thanks. Obviously, the meat of the game, as it were, is the single-player story mode, where you play as a preset roster of characters recounting the events of the first three games. And it's like a glorious self-referencing B-movie. It's deliberately cheesy, it's horrendously corny, and my god, it's absolutely, phenomenally entertaining. Mostly because every single female combatant has her breasts barely concealed, and it's very difficult to play that game with just one hand on the controller. The only thing missing is that wonderfully mesmerizing, dead or alive, real-time breast physics wobble. Playing Mortal Kombat is like delving into a huge tin of quality street or heroes without those god-awful toffees that no one likes. Purely because when you play the game or do the challenges, you're rewarded with combat coins, which annoyingly is spelt with a K. As is every other word in the game that should begin with C is spelt with a K. It's no longer amusing. Please stop it. You can unlock uh, additional fatalities as well as levels, quirks, random gameplay mods, some of them absurd, some of them hilarious. The motivation to keep on playing to get the unlocks, for me, is absolutely phenomenal. If you've played the demo for any degree of time, you may have found that initially the gameplay felt stiff and stilted, and for the first couple of hours, I felt exactly the same thing, to the point where I actually began to wonder if my money was actually well spent. But give it time, and the gameplay actually reveals itself to be incredibly well focused and very well honed. It becomes a game more like chess than it does rattling off a 70,000 hit combo. Move, counter move, block. It's a very strategic game if you care to play it that way. Or we could just button mash like a twat and spam the cheap moves. You've probably seen them, but a special kudos has to go to the creative linchpin of the new Mortal Kombat, which is the X-Ray Specials, which is a kind of mini fatality. These things are unique to the characters and frankly are absolutely marvellous to watch. When the super gauge is full, you engage the X-Ray move and you watch in glorious X-Ray as... Your opponent has their skull shattered, their internal organs crushed. It's grotesque, but wonderfully gratifying. Another wonderful cosmetic touch to the game that I was especially impressed by is real-time damage. As you fight, your characters become increasingly bloodied and battered, and as they collapse and they get up for the second round, the damage stays permanent. The blood, the compound fractures, it's especially noticeable when you win a round after taking a beating and you can see your character which is covered in blood with bones protruding and large bloody gashes ripped across their chest. Glorious and strangely arousing, especially with the female characters. There's one who does a pole dance, but I won't go into that just now. Mortal Kombat has also taken a valuable lesson from the Soul Calibur book of gameplay mechanics, and there is a challenge tower which gives you an almost endless array of challenges, almost like an extended tutorial where each challenge requires you to fulfill a task using a certain thing or move or mechanic, again unlocking coins and progression. One of my favourites I've encountered so far is a kind of plants versus zombies mini game where you have to play as gay cop striker, stopping an advancing horde of zombies before going to the blue oyster bar and dancing with men in leather. One of the biggest problems with the initial Mortal Kombat games was their reliance on digitized graphics and 
pre-canned animations which meant the whole concept was open to exploitation where you could effectively manage to exploit glitches by activating a special move at just the right point where the other character who was nowhere near you would suddenly appear caught in the move. Luckily, this has all been completely excised for Mortal Kombat. The whole experience is swift and slick and fluid and wholly entirely fair. Even the bosses seem fair and don't just corner you and ham you with cheap moves. In my meaningless opinion, Mortal Kombat is back to its bloody, visceral, brilliant best. It may not have the depth for the absolute cognoscenti fighting game hardcore, but if you haven't played a fighting game for a long time or you're a casual player, this is a frankly brilliant place to get involved and have an incredible time doing so. Mostly because the game adheres to cardinal fighting game rule number four. All female characters have to wear the skimpiest clothing possible. Although it's a bit disturbing when you play as Melina, who has a bestial mouth full of teeth and probably a very bad case of vagina dentata. Anyway, this is Surface. I love Baraka. Lizard, signing out. Be seeing you. Because when I think of all the things I've got to do, I just get depressed. <sighs> and I'd rather go to bed, so good night. I'm a great big old Hector saying good night. So there you go, Mortal Kombat. See, Mortal Kombat. I would play it, but he played it, so there's no reason for me to play it. Although he did say, you know, it was quite funny. I did think one of the things yeah. he said was, very, and, and also, where the hell have you any ideas where that weird clip came from about the guy masturbating? I think it's no, I don't. I really don't. I want to say it's. There's a movie called Spank the Monkey, which is actually a very interesting movie, if a little disturbing. And is it English? No. Because it was a British guy. It sounded like something from the 70s. It was a really weird sound. I don't think I want to know. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what that is. I tried to find it. I must admit, I tried to find out where it was from. So I <laughs> Imagine if you type in masturbation movie into the internet, you'll find a lot of stuff, but it's not what you're looking toilet for. toilet roll, masturbation, <laughs> Derek, and Rose, or whatever it was. And I'm just Come like, on, Surface, tell us where it's from. Yeah, we need to know. Or, or yeah. if, if, if anybody knows who's listening, send us a message, let us know, to uh, yeah. podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. That's podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. .co.uk. So yeah, let us know. But yeah, Mortal Kombat, I mean, it, it isn't my bag, I must admit. I remember playing it back in the day, but I'm not bothered now. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm too old. I should be 14 to enjoy this game. Well, you know, I was always a Street Fighter guy, but somebody told me recently on Xbox Live, they were like, hey, I was a Street Fighter guy, but I'm really loving this new Mortal Kombat game. So that makes me want to give it a shot. And, you know, Surface is talking about how great it is, and um, I think it was... Sir, uh, Skullduggar on the Overseas Connection talking about it? Yeah, I think, I mean, was. Don't, yeah, I think it was. And, I think it was. Or but, maybe it was somebody on the Play Vault. I don't think I was ever into it enough the first time around to be asked. to be honest. I'm just not bothered. I think, I, had I been really into it when it first came out, I might have been like... Yeah, sure, it'll have the nostalgia value, but... But no, I'm not, I'm just not that bothered, really. I'm bothered. Anyway, uh, emails, let's do emails. So thanks for that, Surface Lizard, as always. Very kind. Yay! Yeah, I'm sorry, I must apologise, I nearly forgot you. But that's because oh. I'm so excited about spoiling the hell out of Portal 2, that's why, so I do apologise. Yeah. I do apologise, and I'm keeping one eye on the time, you see, so it doesn't go yeah. to... Oh, There you go. I love that. That was a good intro. Good intro. And, and to be honest with you, we only got one today. So we nearly only had one, and it was a very small one we had. Uh, but we got a slightly bigger one. Uh, oh, but yes, yeah, talking of Skullduggera, this comes from him. Hey, so what a he's, 
freaking order. Title of his email is Alone on the Dashboard. Okay. <laughs> you might wonder what that means. What does that mean, Alone? I don't wonder what it means. What does it mean? And basically, <laughs> this, he went to some trouble here because he actually took a picture of your gamer tag. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, with the Section 8 prejudice. And this is why he put, big question a week from now. Will the leaderboard still just have Duke on his lonesome? So on your friend's leaderboard, there is just you, number one. That's right. I'm, no- I'm finally number one in a game. Yay. Yeah. As, can I ask, has anybody else been added since he took this picture? I don't think so. But, I mean, there might be people who are on it. Uh, I, I mean, I had a look today, sure. and I, there was no other extra people on that I could see, unfortunately. I did have a look. That's fine. So, I'm, I'm not, I've never been afraid to be the only one into something cool. Now, the point is, this is the point, I'm guessing, right, I hate to say this, but I'm guessing people were playing the trial at the play <laughs> Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the fine. The whole game. They were just, you know, playing the trial, mate. Never mind. Where's the leaderboard for Swarm? And Well, no, because we were playing no, Swarm. No, when I looked, it said you had, it had something like 124 kills or something like that it was. So mm. it was measuring kills in something. So It might be the campaign. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. Oh, no, if no. people are cool, they'll get it. If not, I'll play with the other people online. Yeah, the cool and you people. know, they do have squads in it, which sucks. Yeah. But whatever. Who knows? Can't win all the time. Anyway, oh. thanks, Skullduggar, for yeah, that thank email. You, appreciate uh, it. Thank you. Uh, uh, yes, one. You're a loser. The other one, though. Look, right, look. He's got good reviews. I stand corrected. You know what I mean? I will I will yeah. give credit where credit's due. You That's know what I mean? Right. And as much as I thought the, the demo was a bit boring, I thought it, it played okay. I didn't think there was any issues with the actual gameplay or the mechanics or anything yeah. of that nature. I thought it was fine. But, you know, right. multiplayer is not my bag, so I'm not that arsed, you know. But, yeah. you know, for you, I'm guessing it's going to be quite a lot of fun. Oh. Anyway, and I've heard the maps are really good. I've heard the maps are cool. The maps are awesome. They're really varied. Like, one of them is a lava world, and there's, like, these mountains everywhere, and you're going to fall in the lava if you're not careful. And another one is, like, it's called Eden, and it's, like, beautiful hills. And then there's another one that's, like, an ice world. It's really cool. Do you know, that sounds like a theme park. Have you been to Disneyland? Is that where? Yeah. I've been to Disneyland. It's been better. It's Disneyland with jetpacks and guns and mechs. Oh, I've not been playing it at all. Um... And the other one's off, uh, yeah, Jack. And he says this, he says this. Hope I'm not too late, because he only sent it today, but no, you're not. You go, he was there in time. He was there in time for this week's show. But he says this. Hey, guys, it's Jack here. Uh, I know this email is so, like, late, uh, but I found the perfect punishment for Duke uh, for trying to make us believe he was leaving the show. He has <laughs> yeah. to watch this YouTube video. Uh-oh. Uh, sorry, Duke. You're one of my favorite veteran gamer hosts. Uh, but this should teach you a lesson. Oh snap! Yeah. Now on words. Uh, now on to words. I don't know. Now on to words. I got into the Gears of War three beta, beta, whatever you want to call it, and mm-hmm. I wanted to know if one of you guys got in. Well, I did. I've been playing it. And yeah. what your impressions... Didn't you listen to the earlier part of the show, dude? Come uh, on. And what your impressions are? I think it's good. I think it's really good. Uh, yeah. Fast, furious, get killed a lot, but good. Uh, also, last week, someone wrote in saying how Stu didn't add him to his friends list. Well, back a couple of months ago. My Xbox red ringed and I was unable to get on Xbox Live for over a month. She thought that I was not on anymore and deleted me. And you never heard me bitch about it. Anyway, <laughs> thanks guys for the great entertainment every week. Yeah, I think I did. I can't remember. I think I might have deleted him because he hadn't been on for ages. And I remember him saying his you know, Xbox was buggered. So I thought, oh, well, 
you know, I'll put him back on when he gets it sorted out. So you know, it's nothing personal when anybody deletes somebody. I I don't think you should take it personally. Like it's it's just the way it is. Sometimes you delete people, and if you haven't played with the person for a while, you don't remember them. They might get taken off. I don't know. Yeah, so I do apologize if I deleted you. Now I don't apologize. I'm not being funny, right? I'm having a look at this here video he sent, right? Because I haven't looked at it because it only came tonight, so I've only just been looking at it. And it's... I'm looking at it too. It sounds like this. Potato, potato, no, oh, it's, it's someone called Caswell, ice ice okay. cream truck featuring Caswell. Now, luckily, yeah. I haven't got the sound on, but I'm writing it's <laughs> it's it's. So basically, it's a load of greased up muscle guys licking ice creams and lollies and presumably singing <laughs> something. You know, I'm kind of glad at times like this that the emails to the podcast at Veteran Gamers don't come to me. So seeing as you haven't got it, right, what I'm going to do, I'm going to paste it into the chat. There you go. So oh, you can, great. You can suffer your punishment. Uh, I have no excuse. You haven't. So now you've got it. Now, it is. it has been flagged up, uh, so you have to be signed <laughs> Oh, that's a sexy guy. So there you go, especially for you. So thank you, Jack, for that. And they're not uh, wearing shirts, any of them. I thank know. God for that. I but there's know. one thing I hate is guys eating ice cream wearing shirts. I knew you'd like that. So you see, that's why I gave you. See, lovely. See you like that. Uh, people have problems, man. Anyway, look, he sent you a beautiful video there as punishment for your naughtiness. He certainly sent me a video. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, just... I want to know why he has this. Why is this on his video? I don't know. He just obviously thought to you when he saw it. That's all I can say. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but how did he see it for the first who, time? That's who knows? Know. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, before we do shout outs, because it does feel weird because it's like a short show, but it's sort of not really. But yep. for the normal, for the people, for the people who haven't played Portal 2, I guess it is going to be, yeah, be a short show. show. It better Come be a short listen, show man. for you guys. Because yeah. this second warning here, right? Second warning. That's right. At the end of the show is not really the end of the show. We're, we're gonna, not playing around, people. This is we're gonna, serious. We're going to talk big time, Paul, to spoil everything. If you're asleep right yeah. now, you better wake up soon and turn it off. Yeah, so just be careful, look. We can't give any more warnings than this. Really well, can't. We'll give one more before we start. But we will. That'll be it. We're getting to the end of warnings now. So, yeah. look. Warning, warning, warning. Turn <laughs> off on why Danger, don't you? Will Robinson. Danger. Danger. John Saltage. Yeah. Um, Okay, so basically, yeah, we've got one iTunes review, so thank you very much for that. From hey, iTunes review. Yeah, Johnny Boy 123 uh, five stars, he says, it's very good. That's it. Short and sweet. <laughs> sure. Hey, what else do you need to say? Short it's true, sweet. it is very good. Yeah. Oh, wait, that was about our podcast? No. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, wrong one, man, wrong uh, one. Incorrect. So there you go, it's very good. Um... So thank you for that. And yeah, keep leaving the iTunes reviews. We're up to 115 now in the UK, which is cool. So yeah, keep on leaving them, people. We like those. Hey. Uh, not had any American ones for ages, so leave us one there as well. Yeah, leave us some on, American Americans. ones. I've checked. I keep checking. There is no new ones there. And again, can I ask, we've, look, Chinese people who keep listening to the show, send us an email. Look, we can translate China. it. Google Translate. We can translate it. Send yeah. us a bloody email because it's, it's supposed Mandarin, to. Come on. Yeah, because I'm still, I'm definitely believing it's bots now and not a real person. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so I'm starting to really. Actually, you know what it is? It's people that I've hired to go and listen in China. Yeah. Like the indie, yeah. indie reviews. I have no idea. And we've got a listener in France. I saw that one as well. So. Oh, il faut que vous écrivez à vous, à nous. 
Look, French designer making Amy looks really good. Look, there you oui, go. Wee wee. Um so yeah, let's do some shout outs and then sort of not really get the hell out of here but pretend we are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Let's do that. It does. Let's do it. Am I going first or are you going first? Uh you can go first. Go on, go. Okay. First off, new members, Duff Stuff, one, two, three. Or as I like to call him, Duff Man, thrusting in the direction of the problem. Uh yeah, welcome to the site. Yay! Is he Does in that video? Listen? Is he in that video we just watched? <laughs> I think he is. Uh but uh if anybody's listening and you haven't come to the forums, come on, check it out. It's fun. You get to meet cool people and uh you'll be able to see awesome stuff that we post. And yeah. I posted yeah. something in the forums just today, but I don't remember what it was, so And I've got a poll up there at the moment actually, which is getting quite a lot of heat. Oh snap. I put a poll up asking do people think that uh, Sony should give any compensation for the lack of PSN? Yeah, that's a good question. What are people saying? Well, at the moment, it's, it's quite an interesting uh, result at the moment. I'll tell you where we're up to at the moment. Just bear with me. Let yeah. me just bring it up. Bring it up bring, um, oh, that's bring, what I posted. Um, bring the insane parkour video. Did you watch that? Yes, I did watch that. Yeah, it was insane, <laughs> man. Insane. It's, it's, just, it's hard to believe that that's not like after effects processing, you know? But anyway, at the moment, okay, these were the options I gave. I put, should okay. Sony give some compensation? Right. Uh, these were the options. Yes, they bloody well should. Uh, <laughs> no, they are trying their best to sort it out, or am I bothered? Okay. And at the moment, uh, 22% said, am I bothered? 44% said, no, they are trying their best to sort it out. And 33%, yes, they should. bloody well should give us some compensation. So you needed another option, which is, no, they shouldn't, because we're getting what we pay for, i.e. nothing. Not necessarily. Well, it depends how you look at it. Well, if you're Sony Plus. Well, yeah. PlayStation Plus users paying every month for their access. Those people are idiots anyway. And, so sympathy and, for them. and, you know, part of Sony's promise when you pay for their console is that you will get free PSN. You know, and we're not getting it at the moment. So it's a bit of a funny one, isn't it, really? Anyway, we can discuss that next week when we, when we finally find out how long it's going to be off for. Right. And if they have more information about what caused it. Morning, All right, uh, yeah, Gray Fox for the awesome portal video review link. I love it. Thanks, man. This game is not realistic. Uh, Greg DeLacy realized that Section 8 is awesome. That was really cool, so cheers for that. But I'm sorry. Greg, I love you, man. I think you do a really good job on your podcast, and, and there's you know things about it that I love. But that song that you put in the middle of last week's show, Halo versus COD rap song, was the worst rap song ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet in minutes registering my disgust throughout the world. I'm sorry, it was horrible. Now, can I just say, I told, what did we say last week? Look, the comedy thing we liked, the songs, <laughs> not similar. I'm not saying you have to get rid of the song. I'm just saying don't use that song. Because well, that's rid of them, man. horrible. That song was atrocious. Whoever put that in the show, man. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. <sighs> All right. The following people congratulated me on being awesome enough to finish Portal 2. Johnny Fartpants, Heathen, Charlton Valley. Uh, speaking of cool games, Bongo the Sane, I have to give a shout out because he liked Section 8 before it was cool. So there's a lot of people jumping on the Section 8 bandwagon now, but he got the original back in the day. So big up. Ooh, ooh. And I think GH Rocker may have done that as well. Uh, Gavlar has also showed an interest in Section 8, so he better buy it. Uh, big Bad Daddy and Filthy uh, were doing their interview for the OC show, and they, they gave some big ups, and I appreciate that. They talked about how much they the show, and Filthy said he was mad when he learned about the April Fool's joke, but I don't know. What are you going to do, man? Sue me? <laughs> I think he is. 
Ricky is. But you know what? It's funny. They were talking about the time when we were playing Black Ops and my dog started throwing up. And you know what? I suppose it's a little mean to make fun of my dog throwing up. But on the other hand, it's his fault. Maybe if he didn't eat so many rotting squirrel heads, he would have less intestinal discomfort. So I don't feel too bad when my dog throws up because he's an idiot and he eats stuff off the ground that he shouldn't eat. Um, and finally, I'd like to give a big shout out to everybody who showed up for our last play day, which was Section A Prejudice. Oh, yeah. Um, G.H. Rocker, Charlton Valley, Bongo the Sane, Johnny Fartpants stopped by to say hello. And Zeryug also showed up to play a little Section 8 pow pow. So that was fun. And, uh, yeah, what else? The next play date is going to be Sunday, the 1st of May, so May Day. You can take a break from all your uh, anarchistic activism around the world, trying to celebrate the workers' movement. And uh, join us for a little Battlefield Bad Company, too. Now, I know we've done a bunch of those, but we had people requesting on the forums for another one because they missed the last one. So May 1st, or 1st of May, I should say, 6 p.m. UK time. Join us, Battlefield Bad Company, too. Uh, We'll probably play some Vietnam and, uh, I don't know, see what happens. So join us. Be a cool person. And also there's this. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net. And that, that, on there, that, that, that. you find a I bunch of links other to other video game podcasts, I rearrange similar in vein to ours. Oh, no. In the way they're uh, delivered, some have it. all kinds yeah. of sound yeah. effects. Are for old people. Some old people right. like you, Greg, in place. Crap, rock. Have Dukes to do a new one. Of course, they have links to, you know, great forums. I suppose if we're going to talk over it, it makes sense. Check it out. VGHub.net is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, he, he can recommend the good side, but he can't recommend good music. I tell you, Ruby. Um, <laughs> some of the music he plays is good. Some I've got it. some weird shout-outs this week. Do uh, your weird shout-outs. Okay. okay. I want to shout-out Pain Junkie 666 off the That's Twitter. Off the Twitter, because he keeps on uh, referring to us and retweeting us and all that sort of stuff and telling people to listen to the shows. So thank you very much for that. Spread the word. We like that. We like people I'm really sorry. That. i got to jump in. I forgot one. Blue Hellman. He sent me this awesome note on Xbox Live that was like, I really thank you for all you do. I listen at work. I don't like my job, but I get to listen to y'all while working. And, uh, yeah, so that's really nice. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we can help somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we apologize in case you haven't played schedule. Portal 2 and that, therefore, you're going to lose a bit of the show this week. Yeah, so exactly. we apologize for that. Yeah, we apologize. I don't apologize too much. So, yeah, Pain Junkie 666. So, thank you for listening. Uh, Heavy Evil, otherwise known as GH Rocker, because I was sort of this afternoon, uh, my daughter was out playing, my wife was doing stuff upstairs. So, I said, Is it all right if I play with this Gears of War 3 beta for a bit? And she was like, Oh, okay then. So, I started playing, and then, sort of about sort of 10, 15 minutes in, uh, GH Rocker sent me a thing saying, Request a party. You want to party up and play some? I was like, Yeah, no worries. Uh, we sort of played the sort of 30 seconds of a game and then he just disappeared just disappeared like kaiser soze yeah he was just gone he was gone well he turns out that his mum shouted him because he had to have a family barbecue and he'd sneaked upstairs to play (laughs) uh so unfortunately he had to go outside so he wasn't very happy and he just disappeared so thank you for that anyway for the (laughs) 30 seconds of play it was great uh, Agent Spider Silk, who is also retweeting us and stuff to sort of tell people to follow us on Twitter and listen to the show. So thank you for that. And then the strange, this is the strangest one out of all. Those, those aren't really weird, but this is weird, right? Okay. Um, because, you know, Ginny was twittering on about he had a video for, the, for our YouTube channel and stuff. 
Yeah. So I thought, oh, yeah. So I thought, I wonder if he posted it, because he never said that. I wonder if he did it. So I searched yeah. Veteran Gamers on YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah. And someone is posting our shows on YouTube. What? Yeah, as a sort of video, but not a video, if you know what I mean. Just with our symbol in the background, right? Only this last week's show, but someone's posted up an American. Uh, and he's called Now For Now Here is his username on YouTube. Yeah. And yeah, and he's he's what the po- hell? Yeah, he's posted us up as a That's so weird. Ah, uh, very weird. I was like, okay then. That's <laughs> so creepy. Look. That's like single white female, man. Love man. So look, no. And no. and I thought YouTube had a ten minute like limit. No, for two hours thirty of video. It's all there. It's all there, man. Who is this part? What are his other videos? Thirteen other videos. Yeah. So look, thank you for that. I don't know what else to say, really. You know. All those other videos are like one second. Yeah. That's really bizarre. I guess. Thank you. It's creepy. Are you thinking we're going to be friends? Like you're going to show up one day and be like, hey, man, you remember that cool guy who was posting your stuff on YouTube? That was me. Let's go get a milkshake. I don't know, but it's just weird. And also, uh, the other, I want to shout out the spam. Listen to music. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to introduce you to my parents. No. <laughs> That's the old show. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So thanks for that. Um. Yes. Yeah, and I'd also like to shout out the spammers because they just don't give up, do they? We have yeah, filters. We have really all don't. sorts of shit going on to stop the spammers attacking our forums, attacking the blog, you know, <sighs> the main page. Now they're doing it in the shout box. <laughs> yeah. Signing in as guests and sticking crappy links up to stupid web pages. <laughs> well, they don't work either, so that's what's funny. Uh, you know, when you're just like, oh, my God, what next? No, this one works, unfortunately. It goes to some weird page. But it's like, God, lovers, they don't give up, do they? They just do not give up. So thank you for that. And that's that's it for my shout-out. So we're sort of going to get the hell out of here, but we're not really. So uh-huh. list your final, final this one. This is it, people. You've got to stop listening if You've you don't want spoilers don't for want Portal, spoilers 2. For Portal 2. Like big spoilers because we're going to talk everything Portal 2, right? You've just right. really got to stop listening now. Yeah, I don't care how curious you are. I cannot emphasize any more how much you have to stop listening right now we don't want to get any emails from people who are like oh i didn't couldn't get to my ipod fast enough you know what duke's like he can't help himself as soon as he starts he starts with the biggest spoiler at the beginning (laughs) look you know what he's like right so look we've spoken now for at least a good 30 seconds a minute just on telling you not to listen anymore yeah Unless, stop, stop, stop. Unless you have finished Portal 2, right? Yeah. And if you haven't, right, what you need to do is then play the game and then come back and listen to the last bit of the show if you really... Yeah, I assume everyone does that. Yeah, so... There's somebody who still hasn't finished Red Dead Redemption, but they got that thing on their iPod still because I'm going to play it someday. Waiting. So, yeah, so that's sort of it, really. So we'll say see ya to the people who are turning off now. So, you know, see you later. And all oh, that. wait, Chinny didn't do his shout-outs. Shout-outs. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no shout out. Shut up, Chinny. Yeah, never mind. Uh, so yeah, see you to the people who who sort of you know have, uh, you know gonna go away now. Get out uh, now. We'll see the other people on the other side. Of why don't you? Who have uh, yeah. who have finished Portal Two and cool want to hear what think. Listen. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, really. So yeah. Bye. Bye. And Thanks hello. Listening. <laughs> At the same time. Why don't you?
Okay, so we're back after Why Don't You? Why don't you? Gladys is in a potato. <laughs> Do you know what? This game is not realistic. Do you know what's funny, right? People will be listening to that and have, you know, people who played it will know. <laughs> if you didn't play it and you heard that, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? And people who, you know, just thought it was Duke's normal random sound bites about potatoes for whatever reason best yeah, exactly. known to himself. Um, oh, potatoes. But, but let's let's sort of get into it from the beginning rather than sort of starting halfway through the game. Let's start from the beginning. Let me, I have a question I need to start with. Go on. It seemed to me that in Portal 1, the elevators were always going up. Yeah. Am I mistaken in that? No, you're not. They did go up. I did think, they? Yeah, I think they went up. That's I believe the they went up. That's the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, that's weird. Because it, it feels weird. Yeah, because you're going, obviously going down in this. Going down. And the other thing is, this was the biggest no- difference that I noticed was in the first game, you start off in this beautiful, pristine room, and then... You're going through the test chambers, and eventually things start to... You can see the fabric of reality sort of peeling back, and you can see the stuff. Cool. But in this game, it feels like it's the opposite. Like, obviously, you know, you go from that beautiful little room at the beginning, and then everything's fucked up. But over time, it feels like everything's being put back together, and you can feel the power GLaDOS has to fix everything. Do you know what's interesting, though? But it makes sense they're going down, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Because in the first game, you were going up. Because if yeah. you remember, in the first game, right, when you when you went to the lift, you went yeah. up the steps, not down them. Yeah, yeah. So is it, is it, you're doing the exact opposite in this game, because you're starting at the top where you worked your way to in the first game and working your way back to the bottom. Yeah, if that yeah. makes any sense, I guess. It does. It does. But yeah, let's let's talk about the opening. What did you think of the opening then? I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was, uh, you know, that part where they go, <laughs> look at the picture. Now, perhaps this classical music will relax you. You should now be relaxed. I just love, what I loved about the opening was, it was just so completely over the top, wasn't it? You know, everything oh, sort yeah. of falling apart. And it was everything falling apart, and it was like, look at the scale. They they, they let you know right away what yeah. you're into. Like yeah. it's like, look around you. We, you know, it was it, it's so clear that the first game was in some, you know, in a lot of ways constrained by the technology available at the time. Yeah. Like they just didn't have the ability to make the kind of scale. And this time they were like, hey, we know what we're doing. We have all the tools we need. Look at what you're dealing with. And it was just so impressive. And they started with Stephen Merchant right away, and he was very cute and funny. And, oh, man. I think what was also cool, and, and, and you know, this you're going to do your minor aesthetic detail thing, but, right? Well, but that's really important in this game, though. But all those people, right, who say the source engine has seen its day, and that sort of, it's not, a, you know, it's, it's sort of, you know, as good as it gets sort of thing. And, you know, they need to start working on a new engine. This game looks great. See, and that's the thing is that it's not, for me, it's not about, I've never really cared about how good one game is graphically compared to another. I mean, there are some games that, okay, you look back and they're like, okay, those are weak graphics now. But, but the thing for me is how you use them. How do they make the graphics into something you know, intriguing beyond just looking nice. Because anybody can make a game that looks nice. But in like in Portal 2, there's so much personality. I mean, the way that the steps come down to you 
has so much character in it. You know what I mean? And like the panels moving around and, oh God, it's just, they're like clawing at the ground and stuff. Yeah. It was really impressive. I was very- but even, even stuff like, and I know this, this sounds really sad, but <laughs> even, you know, it, you know, I remember right, in games, what pipes and round surfaces used to look like, right? Oh, sure. And they're all jaggies and they're really octagons <laughs> or whatever, just to try to make them like, smooth the edges out of it to make it look like a pipe. In this yes. game, Something that looked like a pipe looked like a pipe. There was no jaggies. There was no sort of edges to it. It was smooth sort of pipe looking. Okay, and now I need to play it. Stuart, I please stop whining about minor aesthetic details. Uh, if, you're, if you're studying the pipes, then... Uh, no, but to get stuff like that right, because it used to be really noticeable in older games, you know, sort of when stuff didn't look like perhaps? something. Yeah, it was to I don't me, know but... if I ever remember playing yeah, games a little thinking, bit. oh, these pipes, man, they look like sad. pipes. But, but you know what amazes me is the attention to detail that Valve oh, yeah. has. And, and even just in so much as, you know, when you very first come out of the room, yeah. You very first come out of yeah, room and, yeah. and Wheatley's sort of hovering above you on the on the rail and yeah. he says, Right, you need to get moving through that hole over there, off you go, sort right, of thing. Right. And if you just stand there, he just keeps saying different just, comments. Yeah, exactly. I stood there for ages seeing how many he would do. Oh, you know. sure. Yeah, no doubt. Come on. And oh my god, there's the part where he goes, Oh, I just need to hack this door. Would you please turn around? Yeah. And you have to turn around. And I was like, why? And then he's like, just turn around. Go ahead. Turn around. And then you turn around and go, okay, I've hacked it. And it's just a big hole in the door <laughs> where he's obviously just smashed it. <laughs> now, before we move on, I have to say something else because yeah. I was very impressed by this. Apparently, there's this thing that Valve had this guy working for, Eric Wolpaw. Have you ever heard that name? No, I haven't. Well, he was a designer apparently on Portal 2. And there was this thing where... He was suffering from some disease, I think maybe cancer or something. And he went to um, Gabe Newell and he was like, look, you know, I I guess I need to take some time off. And, you know, I understand if you can't give me paid leave and stuff. And he and apparently Gabe Newell said, your job is to go home and get better. Now go do it and come back when you're all healthy. And like he ordered him to stop working on stuff. And that's one of the reasons why Portal 2 came out so late. So I just think that's really cool if that's true, because. I mean, you know, that shows that he's really committed to, you know, treating his workers right and stuff. So, I don't know. Do you want to throw that in? Yeah, no, I like that. I mean, if that's true, I really like that. Uh, One thing to mention as well, right? You know, obviously, Valve uh, made a lot of comments, didn't he, prior to obviously getting in bed with Sony that the Sony system was terrible to program for and it was a piece of shit and they didn't like it and da 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 First things first, there is no... Um, install. You don't have to install anything on the PS3 version to play. Nice. It just plays straight away. There's no no Good. mandatory installs or anything like that, which is cool because there's not many third-party developers do that. You know, the majority of them take the easy way out and have the mandatory install, don't they? Yeah. Not Valve. Uh, second thing is it runs absolutely smooth. There is no. I had absolutely no issues or anything playing the whole game. It was. It just played as smooth as anything on the PS3. The, yeah. the one thing I did want to ask is though, there was the the loading times between levels was huge, and I don't know whether that's the same on the 360 or whether it was just the PS3 thing. Nope. The loading times are actually really quick. Now I installed it, so I wonder if that has something to do with it. Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe, but the loading times between levels, I would say, were to, between anything between 10 and 30 seconds, uh, which but is you know a fairly seemed... long time when you sat there waiting. You know what seemed weird to me was the fact that there were loading screens uh, that that they felt kind of clunky in some places because it made sense to me, and I, I don't know if – I guess they didn't do this in the first one, but they should have. Like you're going into a tunnel when the, the, the elevator is going down or whatever. 
Yeah. It should fade to black while it's going down. Wouldn't that make sense? And then you're suddenly looking at a black screen and then it could load there. But instead they cut to a cut screen. And it just seemed weird. It seemed like they ought to have some way of doing it so that you're not suddenly looking at a cut screen, which takes you out of the illusion. Instead, they could just have you, you know, they could have like a loop of something playing while they're loading. That just seems like they ought to be able to do that somehow. I don't know. That didn't happen very... I don't remember that when you were in the elevators. I remember that at certain times between levels and stuff. Yeah. But well, when the elevators, you just faded to black on the, on the PS3 version. Yeah. It just faded and then sort of faded back in again. And I didn't particularly like that because I'm sure they could have done it so it was loading in the background some way. Yeah, that's what I mean is they should have found some way to load in the background. Yeah. But, I mean, them are really minor gripes, aren't they? Yeah. The, oh, the well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm finding things to complain about. But yeah. um, the aerial faith plates, those were so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, you know, it's an example of like I, I was nervous because I was like, are they just gonna stick some stuff in here that makes it annoying, and you know, just tries to make it seem like something new and fun? But I think they really did a good job of a keeping them to a minimum and b introducing them in a way that felt organic and didn't make it annoying and stupid. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was still about figuring out the puzzles, but you very rarely got to a place where you were stuck. And then you had to, you know, start the level over again or something. Yeah, I never, I never ever had that. Uh, I think but, I had to do that once. One of the things I was worried about going into playing Portal 2 was that they would make it so difficult that you couldn't yeah. do it. Right. You know, that, that I'd get stuck somewhere along the way. Yeah, and there weren't going to be any uh, walkthroughs yet when we played it first week, you know. No, and but, <laughs> although... There were a couple of times I did get stuck. I never felt that I... And, and most of the times when I got stuck, it was something really simple. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to do something really complicated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's the, the this one board where it was... Um, the, the, the turrets are all standing around the box you need. And then there's the light bridge from the other room. And there's the two faith plates. So you're sort of bouncing back and forth, right? Over the thing you need to land on. But there's no way to land on it. And I, I reached a point, I must have spent 15 minutes looking at that room and trying different things, and I don't know what to do. And then I just started blasting the portal gun randomly, and uh, it, it worked. Like, I managed to fire a portal and cause the light bridge to stop me while I was moving across that thing. And I was like, oh, that's what you do. And I felt really stupid for not having done it, but then it felt really good to have it done, you know? Do you know, there was only really two rooms where I got stuck. Um and one of them was just such a stupid... Right, one of them uh, was the room where you were sort of in a room, you came in, and there was like... You pressed a button, and a bridge came down, and a block fell onto it, right? And there was a, another sort of area with a button, but only a hole through into it, so you could get a portal in there. Yeah. Uh, and there was also like a, one of... I can't remember what they're called, but the like, uh, the beams, you know, the tractor beams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And... I had it in my head, right, because there was a really high up bit where you could fire a portal and then a bit underneath it, and then a mm. bit opposite where the where the block was on the bridge, right? Right. And I was making it way more complicated than it really was, right? Yeah. And what I was trying to do was fall from the highest bit I could find into the hole, blast the portal in the opposite side and right, propel myself right. onto the bridge, right? Which yeah. I did twice, but skidded <laughs> off the other side and died, right, in the chasm underneath. <laughs> And I must have been trying that for about 15 minutes before it actually suddenly dawned on me what I had to do. I remember doing that a lot on the first game. Like, there was a certain point where, you know, you're on the conveyor belt in the first game. Yeah. And I I had done, I did like 
five different times I did this. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do it here and then jump over here real quick. And then I realized, wait, I can just stand here, fire a portal next to me, and then put it way down there. And yeah. I don't have to jump on anything quickly. Yeah, and then I figured out what to do, and that was really cool. And the other one I got stuck on was a, what, what, what also I was a, just was just a shit. The amount of times you'd walk into a room, right, into an area, yeah. and it was just massive. Yeah, and well, when especially you, when you get back to the fifties. Oh like, yeah, and you just oh, like wow. you you sort of walk in and you just look at it all, and it's almost overawing, and you're just like, how the hell am I going to do this? I don't yeah, even know where to begin. Yeah, you know, you're looking, exactly. you see this sort of speck, which is the exit in the distance. And that's why I think oh, really? the best thing to do in those situations is to, not that anybody needs this help, but I just started doing Look, a portal. Wherever people who are listening now we're finished, remember that. I know, right? But so I just move, you know, any place I could, just put a portal. Just go there and then try, see where it takes you over here. Yeah. And then over here and then over there. And one of the ones that I did like that, that I felt so stupid and I didn't realize until, you know, having spent 20 minutes with it. There was one where you go in and there's a, a glass window to your right and there's the four turrets behind it. Yeah. And there's a button you got to push on the other side of that window, right? Yeah. And there's the long, complicated thing, which I did fine. I had everything ready to go, except I needed to launch myself onto that blue bouncy stuff. And then that would bounce me over to the door, right? Yeah. And I, I But kept he does that automatically it. when you drop it on the turrets to get rid of them, though, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, it does the blue stuff. Yeah. But I couldn't get, launch myself to the blue stuff because I needed more height than I had. And I was like, where am I going to jump from? Because down below you is nothing. Yeah. And yeah. so what I did, what I realized, oh, here's what you got to do. Get the blue stuff. And getting the blue stuff over there was annoying because it was a complicated process. Remember? It was. Yeah. You had to start it and then reverse it and then go over there and all that stuff. So I had to put the blue stuff on the underside of the wall or the ceiling and then down below it and then get myself going. Bow, 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 and then shoot one in the floor and it would launch me over. I but it do didn't that. get me far enough. Well, exactly. You couldn't. It wouldn't help. I was like, oh, that's not even it. Now what? And then I realized, oh, duh, you teleport yourself up in the air with the tractor beam and then fall down there that way. Yeah. But it took me a long time to figure that out, which, again, like I got done. I'm like, God, I'm so stupid. Why Do you know what the, the, the worst one, though, the, the worst one that I did, which was like, no way, I can't believe I even did this, right? <laughs> uh, it was a room, right, where there was a, there was a laser, okay, and there was like one of the refracting cubes, you know, with the right. lenses on. But it was beyond the tractor beam, so there was you had to propel yourself through the tractor beam to get to it. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't figure out for the life of me what to do. And I was trying all sorts of stuff, trying different portals, trying to drop from different heights, yeah. and doing all sorts of stuff. To, and I could not for the life of me figure out how to do it. And all I had to do was pick up the block I'd already acquired for the button and block right. the laser beam with it, right. right? And I had been trying for <laughs> absolutely ages and could not yeah. for the life of me figure out how to bloody well do it. And you know yeah, when you're exactly. just like, oh my God, that's all I had to do. I think that's the one you need to do in 70 seconds for the Avatar shirt. Oh, well, I could probably do that now. Because yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. figure out how to bloody do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But you know what I loved about the lasers is that you can finally fight back against the turrets. Oh, yeah. That made me so yeah. happy. When I fried that first turret, I was like, oh my God. God. Yeah. And if people haven't seen, have you seen the secret turret song? At the end of the game? No, no, no. There's one before that. There's an Easter egg where you fry a turret and then like in the wall where he was, like you can go through there and there's some secret spot where there are turrets singing a song. Oh no. If I'm... you search on YouTube for secret turret song, you'll find oh, it. It's I'm... cute. It's, I think it's the same song they're singing at the end, but whatever. Yeah. It's still cool though. Yeah, it is cool. 
But yeah, I mean, that was one of the funny things for me was that. And um, I was just overawed by the sheer scale of everything. And the way that it it sort of really did take the original premise of Portal, you know, where you had that bit of backstory at the end where you're, sort of, oh, sure. well, you're running through all those back areas all the time, aren't you, in right, the game, right. you know, from the start yeah. to the end. And, yeah. you know, we talked about pacing earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the bit where you fight GLaDOS the first time in the game, yeah, uh, was just truly brilliant. You know, where you sort yeah, of yeah. plug Wheatley in, and then Wheatley suddenly right. becomes a nemesis, and Glados yeah, yeah. is turned. I mean, and this is obviously, you know, I'm sure as everyone's playing. See, it. I thought we were going to be leaving Aperture Science at that point because I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm leaving. Okay, and I was yelling at the screen. I don't mind admitting it. I was like, you stupid shit, let me out. What is wrong with you? God damn it. We've escaped. No, you've not. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So and, they had me. I was hooked in there. Uh, um, yeah. It was kind of weird. There's one point before you get there where you're you're like running, and it's. It, I felt a sense of urgency. It was like, come on, move, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going. And then suddenly you're in this room where there's all these panels like trapping you, and you have to search for the portal spot. Is that was like, that's at the end of the game, though, isn't it? Well, there is one at the end of the game like that, but it was – like right before you fought against Gladys for the first time in the middle of the game. And it was like, it really disrupted the flow. And I was like, what the heck? No, I was I really that. making a good that. time there. And there's but, a few of those. I mean, it was a good puzzle, but it was just annoying that suddenly I was, oh man, what did I miss? Is this a glitch? No, there's the portal spot. So yeah, so Wheatley, as we thought, a lovable rogue becomes a sort yeah. of nemesis of you. And oh, Cave Johnson and again, was great. It's a great, great, you know, switching up of everything because yep. now... Yeah, the person that you thought was helping you is your enemy, and the person that has, you know, well, Gladys is your enemy, suddenly she's your friend. Well, oh, not, not straight away, her. though. Not well, straight away, because you don't find her. I love the sort of find her in the bird's nest with the bird pecking. As a potato! <laughs> potatoes. Um, I forgot I recorded this sound effect from before she becomes a potato. Did you know that people with guilty consciences are more easily startled by loud noises? I'm sorry. I don't know where that went off. Anyway, just an interesting science fact. <laughs> I love that. Oh, see, I mean, the 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 writing is just brilliant. Isn't yeah, it? Really, some all of the stuff about how fat you are, like, oh, oh let yeah. me readjust this faith plate because you're obviously a little heavier than I expected. And obviously, she turns out on his head at the end because he's going, "You can't call her fat. She's not fat at all." Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I mean, I really loved it. I mean, I loved the yeah. the potato, and I love the bit where she's just stuck on the end of your portal gun, looking at you <laughs> all the time. Well, that's the thing when i um when i took that picture of the russell's paradox thing if people haven't seen it you should go to the website veterangamers.co.uk and uh i put the thing up about know your paradoxes i had to zoom in because that was the part where the potato is on the edge of the gun and i didn't want to i didn't know if that was a spoiler or not but it reminded me a little bit of carrying the gnome in the half-life 2 episode 2 you know because he's always looking at you it down in order to shoot portals. That's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. But fortunately, you do not. That's just stuck on a prong, man. <laughs> <laughs> She's just stuck on a prong. Um, so, yeah, you play through that, and then obviously you do that last section I thought was brilliant. You know, and you know what I was saying earlier about when I got to a point where I was just like, oh, God, how many more rooms are there? Yeah. And, and obviously Wheatley's going, oh, there's a surprise after the next level. There's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. And only two more levels to the surprise. And then so, obviously. Yeah, no, go, go ahead. I was going to say, and then you get to the next, to the last one that you think you're going to do, and it's only, ha, ah, surprise, it's now. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so, are you, are, did they have your parents in Deep Freeze? Am I right in oh, uh, I cleaning idea. that? 
I didn't glean that. Must have me. Because there's something talking about like I have some. When Gladys was talking about a surprise, and she's like, I was looking at the files about the cryogenically frozen, you know, human test subjects or something. And and I think you'd be interested in this man and this woman here or something. I thought and then the implication was, there is that yeah, that's your parents. Possibly. She I, might have just been screwing with you, but. And then she went on about. Uh, a reunion and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, right, exactly. And I thought you might actually see yeah. or something. I don't know what it was, but um, it's so difficult because there's so much stuff in the game and so many things she says and yeah, right. lots of inference to all sorts of stuff. You know, it's... I don't know how much. I mean, okay, so we know obviously that Gladys was the mind of his wife, that guy's wife, right? I, I don't know how much I really. I mean, it's interesting to see the evolution of Aperture Science, but. I don't know. Part of me well, felt it was, like... Well, it was like, I liked the bit where, obviously, the lower down you were, the older it was, because it had the yeah, years yeah. on all the walls. As right, you were, yeah, that up. was interesting. The further you got up, but, the nearer to the present day you got. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I, I guess in some ways I was expecting more of a story, because in a way it feels like the story is a lot like the first one in that you're just trying to get out. But that's okay. I don't really mind that. I just sort of expected a little bit. More it reminded me, I mean, the actual game itself reminded me of the film Cube, you know, yeah. in yeah. Just, just the vast scale of, the, of, of you know, Aperture that. Science, because obviously in the original Portal, you really only got a small amount of, you know, rooms and there wasn't really any feeling that there was, but not yeah. to that extent. It was Oh, just, not nearly the same extent. I mean, Absolutely. when you're in that very bottom room, you know, when you first, you know, start out from the bottom, oh, right. start working your way back up to the top, He's just truly mad. And that was the other the other one that I got stuck on. That was another one I got stuck on, was the level where you have to, where you're sort of bouncing through the scaffolding, if you will, to get up to the really high part. Right. And, I, and I hadn't, it took me ages to figure out to put the bouncy stuff on the angle bit. Oh, right. And I mean, the the bouncy stuff and the, the orange speed through stuff. And then yeah. when I got to the white stuff, I was so happy. I was just like, oh my God. But the white stuff, how cool was that one where you would just had the white pipe and no, no surfaces to, to, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. And you just and you had, had to, to like, push it around everywhere. Yeah. That's kind of a sexual connotation of that, I think. It was, it was really Pushing the portal stuff everywhere. And that took me a long time too because you have to sort of – uh, leapfrog between, up that yeah, one in between the two you know? towers. You have yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, what it. I had done was I had put it up on top, on underneath the ceiling of another one, the other scaffolding across the way. And I thought I had to do the thing. It's sort of like the other one I was talking about, where I thought you had to fall from the one down to the other and then shoot the portal at the very last minute. But I did that, and I, I couldn't get myself up to where I needed to be. So I was like, okay, this obviously isn't working, but it seems like it ought to. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, what so, I did quite a few times was actually work out a later part of the puzzle before the first part done. So oh, I'd work sure, out sure. what I had to do. Uh, so I'd work out one thing and go, oh, yeah, I can, oh, but I can't do that. I have to do that. Yeah. And then sort of work my way backwards. But yeah. I didn't. I got stuck on a few. And I got stuck, like I said, the one with the angle bit. And it took a long time to get up that section, you know, where you're working your way through all the different areas of that bottom base bit. But, oh, sure, absolutely. But then that final bit at the end, where and it has that almost, you know, where it's sort of at the, you know, the end of Portal before you go into the final battle, and you yeah. uh, say to stay on the platform as it's sinking into the molten lava. Right, right. Uh, it had that bit with Wheatley trying the same to pull the same trick on you, yep. doesn't he? You know, yep. just stand there, be fine. You know, don't right. don't go anywhere. They'll be yeah. fine. 
It'll be was, okay. Yeah. Just leave it. You just have um, to- I will say that there was – I had a moment – like we've talked about this in terms of Assassin's Creed and GTA where reality – the game sort of blends into reality because I had just finished the game and I was obviously totally in this mindset of anything blue allows you to bounce real high and anything orange will make you go fast and anything white is just awesome because you can put portals on it. And I looked up and in the main room where I, you know, our TV and Xbox are, my wife – Last year, or I guess two years ago now, she had painted the ceiling blue. So I look up and I'm like, I can bounce on that. (laughs) No, I can't. No, you can't. But it's It's amazing to see the way your brain starts to just automatically associate colors with certain things. Yeah. So yeah, it's and and you know again that that scene where that uh that one part of the game with the pipe that's just gushing the white stuff. Yeah. I looked around. And I'm like, everything's dark. What am I? And then I thought, oh wait, I can make the white go everywhere. And when you do, it's such a relief because you it can just yeah. go anywhere. It's so cool. And that's another thing that they never could have done that in the first one. Like they're really showing off the ability they have to take it to the next level in terms of the possibilities opening up. And you know, I mean, he could have. It, it would be. I could see a situation where they try that, but then you can't make sure that the person does it right, and therefore it becomes a disaster. But I think they obviously made sure they did it in a way that would work. It could have easily just been another sequel to a game. You know what yeah, I mean? No and, doubt. Like more of the same, but it's not. It's 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 it is some more of the same, but it's also more than more of the same. And I think also because the first game was just such a brilliant game and it's such a, and such a high pedestal you know cuz yeah. you know it's my favorite game of all time yeah. you know and i think to supersede and and exceed that would be so difficult to do but they definitely did it in every respect really for me i mean yeah. the story i was amazed how well acting, it met my expectations yeah it was just truly truly awesome so anyway we're propelling towards the end the final boss fight what did you think i thought it was awesome i thought I was very impressed by the way that I did it so well. I was like, I'm doing because I knew ex- as soon as I saw those the explodey things that you had to use. Yeah. You know what was it? It definitely wasn't back? difficult, was it? It wasn't like a challenge. I didn't, I didn't really feel like it was. Um, no. And as soon as I saw those explodey bits ten rooms back, I was like, that's what we're going to use to defeat him at the end. Yeah. Um, but I like how he makes it seem as though you're not going to have the same success as you did with her because it's all about. He starts off with... I've got shields. Yeah, exactly. And it's also fun when you go to fight Gladys for the first time, and she's like, oh, how about some turrets? And then the fucked up turrets show up, and she's yeah. like, oh, those aren't working right. And then she's like, how about some lovely neurotoxin? And then that's not working either. Ah, damn you. But yeah. I did get stuck a little... I had to do the final boss fight, the last, very last bit. I had trouble getting that purple... Oh, uh, because you had to sort of do the slidey thing, put the portal under it. Yeah, exactly. And for some reason, yeah. I couldn't get that in time. It did take me a while to do that, because you only have like two minutes left, don't you? Yeah, exactly. It took me longer to get it, to fire the turret again and zoom up to sort because it was a lot higher than the other one. So yeah, you had yeah, to yeah. use, you know, yeah. the, the portal to... Uh... But come on, that final bit, I did not see that coming. When you go outside? No, the moon, man. Who the bloody oh, the moon, right. the yeah. bloody moon. <laughs> Jeez. And, and do you know what was really cool about that, right? I did it instinctively without even thinking. So the, oh, the hole sure. open, the moon's there, I pressed the portal straight away without what? even thinking about it. it wow, I didn't do that. No, I did. I just went wow. ping. And then, awesome. I, and then this little flash, it obviously, it obviously, I would assume in real time how long it would take a beam of light to get to the moon, which was yeah. so cool in itself, right? 
And then when you come out, all the American stuff's on the moon's surface. We're in space. Brilliant. We're in space. Oh. I love that, too, because the dude is orbiting him. He's like, we're in space. I know. Yes, I know that we're in space. Happy. Thank you for that. Now, I've got a little bit of an Easter egg for you here. Uh-huh. I'm gonna look, now, you may have seen it, and you may not have seen it. When uh-huh. Did you look at the credits at all when they were rolling at the end? Oh, yeah, of course. So, do you know who played or who did the voices for the alternate cores or the other I core replacement? I wasn't looking very carefully. You know who the core replacement voices were? You know, no. they're, I'm in space. Yeah, yeah. Nolan North uh, did the voices for the core replacements. Who's that? Nolan North, who's in, like, every played Drake's Fortune. Did e- oh, a, right, him. Okay. Every yeah, yeah. video game ever. Uh, voice of yeah, every well, he has to be in this one, too, I guess. But how cool is that, that he's, like, almost like a cameo, because he only plays yeah. three core replacements at the end. That's true. That is like a cameo. And that's right. How cool is that? It's Nolan North, man, playing the playing the the cores. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So a little Easter egg for anyone who didn't notice, it was Nolan North doing the voice yeah. of the cores. Uh, and if for some reason you didn't see the thing about the Russell's Paradox, come to the site and check it out. I just copied from Wikipedia. Yeah, just copied. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I must admit, uh, yeah, the, so that was that end. Well, I just thought it was brilliant. Like, like Paul yeah. on Moon, who the hell would have even predicted that? Well, yeah, you know, well, I mean, it was. I thought there might be like something else you have to do on the moon, or something. I'm, well, and then I was like, wait a minute, Gladys wouldn't be able, or uh, Shell can't survive on the moon. What is that about? I know, but come on, you've got Paul, good man. What do you expect? There's <laughs> enough but... oxygen escaping from the hole. Above which you were to give Oh, please. You're, anyway. you're straining to do some explaining there, Lisa. Yeah, I know. But anyway. But whatever. I, I, I didn't even care at that point because I was like, oh, my God, it's so cool. Look, it's so cool. So I didn't even mind. It's it truly was like... awesome. I mean, really, truly awesome. Yes. No, yeah, no. I, I, honestly, I loved it so much. It was just yeah. brilliant. And then the actual end then was just, it was sort of cool and sad at the same time. You know, It was very sad. Because it's it was, like beautifully heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, it's put a line under it. That's the end. You know what I mean? This. Oh is... yeah, sure. You're out. You're done. That's it. Yeah. Goodbye. And I loved it. I loved the. Uh... Do you know what? Also, I thought it was cool. Like, I would have liked to be able to control Shell a little bit at there when you get out on the outside. But whatever. Look, that's the end. Just live with it. It is. Yeah. Well, that bit where you're going up and all the seat. At that second, you know, when the lift doors open and all the four turrets are there. You know, yeah. turrets I'm like, oh my god, that, she's tricked uh, us again. And then it yeah, goes, I know. I actually thought, I was like, okay, yeah. maybe this isn't going to be a happy yeah, ending. And, the, and, then and then I thought it was going to fade to black. You know, I thought that was going to be the end of the game. Uh, and then he started playing the cool tune. <laughs> so brilliant. And then and then the, you're looking out and then you looked back and yeah. then the door slams shut. Yeah, and then it opens, and the companion cube. <laughs> yeah, the waiting companion cube. Oh my god, it's so glorious! And then I... when you, and then when you went into your avatar, and you got to put on all the cool. Oh wait. Yeah, oh, <laughs> just brilliant. Didn't it remind you a bit of the Wizard of Oz though? I just thought the Wizard of Oz when I came out the door. Yeah, it's a little bit in there. You know, where the cool feel like you've been in some alternate world for all yeah, so right. long. It was all the dream. Yeah, and then you come I mean, out. That's the thing too. Yeah, it's like this idea that. You know, this stuff is out there, but, you know, you would never notice it in a million years driving by it. Cause it's I'll tell you what, that's a hell of a hole on the ground. <laughs> that's like... 700 billion miles down and huge. Everything. Just huge. But, yeah, it's, it's a glorious game. And, you it know, is truly It's just brilliantly active. Despite what that idiot on the video review said. Yeah, he knew nothing, though, did he, really? <laughs> uh, no, he had a very good point to make. And yeah, everyone who's obviously listening who's played that, I hope that you equally enjoyed it as much as we did because it's a potential game of the year for me, I've got to say. Yeah, it certainly is a potential game of the year. This yeah, game is not realistic. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, 
but yeah, I think brilliant moments, brilliant twists and turns. Yeah. Uh, definitely did justice to it, and I just can't wait to get playing the co-op. So well, yeah, co-op, yeah. you can talk a little bit. Oh, I should have said, yeah, I've been playing a little bit with the Duchess. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've been having fun with it. It was a little tricky at first, you know, figuring out what's going on where, and you know, use you have different controls. Like there's this ping tool, which is actually really handy because you can go, hey, put a portal here, and then indicate where you want the portal to go, and yeah. it obviously shows up on the person's screen differently than where it shows up on yours. So I mean, it's the same place, but where they look at is different. So and you can wave and do other little cute. Yeah, apparently does you can do a high five at one point, which is very cute. There's achievements for some of the gestures you can do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, did you get? Can I ask? Did you get the achievement for scanning yourself? By the way, did you get that? I did not. Did you, you not? Yourself. You know the bit where you have to put a broken turret into the scanner. Oh yeah. Oh, I must have. Well, you, you know said, what? Uh, you have to stand into it. Off. You have to stand in it for about four or five goes though to get the achievement. Uh, so if you stand yeah. in it, it keeps on scanning you, and eventually an achievement pops up for being scanned. But I, I, that's the thing. I had notifications off, so every time I started, ah, uh, you wouldn't know which achievements I got here. Oh well, you so, maybe got it, you maybe didn't. Maybe, you know, I don't. After I don't like I said, I don't really care too much about achievements, but but yeah, truly brilliant. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's any more we can really say. I have something else that I can play, but if you have something else, I think we should end with this. So if you have anything else, say it now. Uh, oh, end song. What did you think? Well, that's what I was going to end with. Oh well, there you go. What did you think? I, I think it may even be better than Still Alive. I I don't think so. I like the the other song better. I mean, Still Alive is wonderful and magnificent, and you know, I I think this this fit the mood perfectly. And I was hoping there would be another song by Jonathan Colton that you know took the feeling of Still Alive and took it to the next level. And I think this did that. So I was really impressed by it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it then. Let's. That's uh, what we're gonna end out. with. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Have Bye. fun with your second playthrough. Bye. Here we are again It's always such a pleasure Remember when you tried to kill me twice Oh, how we laughed and laughed Except I wasn't laughing Under the circumstances I've been shockingly nice You want your freedom